Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine, now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get to shine, now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm sitting on the TV, mama, 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 put this Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy, and y'all know how I do it, man. Every Sunday, same time, same place, you are rocking with your boy, Pudgy. Y'all know how we do it at the Keeping It Real with Pudgy Radio Show, talking about some of the most greatest things that's going on in today's public political sector, uh, the private sector. We're talking about what's going on in your pocket, your wallet, your house, your bedroom, if you want to put it out there, but, you know, we ain't going to talk about nobody's bedroom. Y'all, y'all know how I go. Anyway, shout out to all my listeners out there, man. I appreciate you guys rocking with your boy. It's going to be a good show, man. We're going to, we're going to do a little bit different today. We're going to take a uh, we're going to take a few calls because I got a bunch of emails sitting here. I got a whole pile. Listen, y'all hear that? A whole pile of emails as I just hit the mic like a dweeb, but 
I got a whole pile of emails where a lot of folks were saying a lot of things, and they were saying we tried to call in and we can't get through and blah, blah, blah. So I'm listening to you folks, and I see you folks are already dialed in. I appreciate that. But you got to hit the ones if you want to speak, folks, because I, I don't know when you want to talk. I don't bother people. There are tons of people who listen to the show and uh, by phone, and if they don't press one to be heard, we don't get to them. So we don't bother them. We just let you guys rock and just listen to the show. You know what I mean? So, you know, we'll try to get more calls in, man, throughout the weeks and do what we do. But anyway, shout out to everybody out there in Wide Awake. Wilson NC, baby, Wilson NC. Shout out to everybody out there. I know you guys hold me down. Show me a lot of love, man. Shout out to my folks in the new group that I'm a part of called M-A-D. All my mad folks out there, shout out to all you guys. You guys keep me updated. You're working. You like you like the bees. You know what I mean? You're trying to protect the queen, and the queen is America. So I, I appreciate you guys for how you guys always rocking it and holding it down, showing me love. You know what I mean? And keeping me informed, too, inviting me here and there, breakfast, lunches, dinners. Hey, man, we got to do what we can do to protect what's ours and to speak up. You know, and represent what we represent, man. So, you know, I represent. I made a song called I Represent before. I'm, I'm a, Can we get that? Let's see, see if we can play that song sometime this afternoon, but um, this evening. But anyway, um, today's we're going to be talking about, or tonight rather, we're going to be talking about uh, a, a few different things, man. We we were going to go a different direction with the show. Um, it turned out there was more to that show, and I like to come to the show prepared. So it was more to the show than what we thought it was going to be. So we're going to put that off until next week. We're going to talk about next week now, next week. Just want you guys to be sure about that. Next week, we're going to talk about some of the black people, some of the black actors and some of the black performers that didn't get a lot of press that were deceased that passed on. Um, with all the, all due respect to Amy Winehouse when she passed on, um, that was a that was it seemed like that was a Twitter and a Facebook phenom. Um, when she passed on, and that was a very talented lady. I actually submitted a try to do a remix to the song um, something no no good back in the day to Sony, but you know they shot me down. But anyway, um, so next week we're going to be talking about some of the people who were or some of the black performers and some of the black entertainers that don't get press that has passed on that were living uh, what we're going to say private lives. I mean, good lives. That some of them were good humanitarians. Some of them, you just didn't hear about at all. They just lived a regular life, and they did some things positive. They got no press at all. It seems like society don't talk about them. They they don't put them out there. They don't put them in the forefront. No one speaks about these people. They barely get a rest in peace. So we're going to give them a proper barrier on the KRP radio show next week. We're going to show them some love. You know, you know, Nate Dahl passed on. I'm not saying Nate Dahl was one of the best people in the world, but, you know, he's just one of them. Terminator X. There's There's a whole list of them, folks. Whole list of celebrity, celebrities, whole list of movie stars, actors, you name it. I mean, a lot of good people that passed on and, and got no proper rest in peace from what I want to call society or from their fans or from the media. A lot of folks, we barely even – how many people here's, – here's one from the list, and I, and I got the list pretty close because we were going to do the show on this this week, and we changed it about halfway through. But how many people knew the guy, Hakeem from uh, Moesha? The Moesha show. A lot of people going, who the hell is Hakeem? But Google it if you don't know. But Hakeem passed. He was in a car accident. Um, he died. You know what I mean? And this was a good brother. He did a lot of good things out in L.A. And I met him a couple times. You know, they did a, a, a lot of good things out there, man. Him and Jackie Long. Shout out to Jackie Long out there, too. Jackie Long was in ATL. Um, for you folks who don't know who he is, Dawson guy, played golf or whatever. The golf hustler or whatever, but shout out to Jackie Lawman. These folks do a lot of good things in Serena Williams. Shout out to them guys. They do a lot of good things in their community, and I, I don't feel like 
you know, they get their just due or they receive their just due. So anyway, that's what we're going to talk about next week on the KRP Radio Show. You know, got to keep you guys informed, man. We're trying, to, we're trying to stay with some some good topics, man, and get away from so much political garbage. But it's a political show, and we're for the people, and this is what we're talking about. And this week, tonight, here's a couple of topics. We're going to be talking about welfare, drug testing. Is it good or is it bad? There's a lot of folks out there that say drug testing folks on welfare is against their constitutional rights. I don't know where that comes from. I would love to hear from you guys. I'm sure you all know. Let me know. You know, let the people know who listen to the show. We're rocking over 160,000 strong listeners to the show, confirmed, by the way. So, I mean, let the people know what you think, man. I want to hear what you guys are saying out there. Is Is it really a violation of constitutional rights? by drug testing folks who are on or who's applying for welfare. Um, I don't know. I'll give my opinion my opinion later. Um, I'm probably going to – I take a different angle from the whole thing. But, you know, a lot of people got a lot to say about that. Some folks think that, hey, you know, if you're getting a handout, what, what they like to call a handout from the government, I, I would like to refer to it as if you're getting help from the government, um, a lot of folks feel like you should be drug tested. Um, I just want to know, should you be? Do you guys agree with it? How often should it have to happen? What are you drug tested for? And how much is it going to cost and to whom? You know, everybody's out there screaming about money, but here's something different that's going to cost money. And I want to know where the money's going to come from. Um, Also tonight, we're going to ask the big question. Here's the big question, the big debate. It's almost a big fight between different sectors of the United States, different neighborhoods. It's it's one of the water cooler topics. Folks are talking about it at lunch. Uh, You know, I saw my man get hit in the head with a newspaper talking about it the other day. So, you know, the question is, if you make more money, should you pay more tax? If you make more money, should you pay more tax, more in tax or more taxes? That's the big question. That's a big debate. That's something else we're talking about tonight on the KRP radio show. And last but not least is the U.S., United States of America, greatest nation since the Roman Empire, the Roman Republic. Is the American Republic really broke? Are we really broke? That's what I want to know. Are we really broke? I asked the question on my Facebook today. Asked the question on my LinkedIn. I think they put it. You guys, well, I think they put it on the LinkedIn and on the uh, Twitter. I hope they got it on the Twitter. And uh, I just want to know, is America really broke, man? A lot of people are saying no. You know, some folks feel like it's a big conspiracy theory that America's not broke. It's just a game that's being played, a political game. I want to know how you guys feel about it. I'll give my opinion later. You know, it's all about what you guys say. It's all about how you guys feel, and that's what we do, man. That's how we rocking. You listen to the KRP Radio Show, keeping it real with Pudgy every Sunday night, 8 p.m. You rocking with your boy. Right now, we're going to go to our first commercial, and we'll come back. And when I come back, I'm going to have Charlotte on here. And don't go nowhere. Definitely don't go nowhere. If you got to do something else on the computer, I want you to minimize the show, www.krpradioshow.com. Minimize it. Open up another tab, go on to whatever you got to do, and continue listening to the show because I'm sure to piss you off. That's what I do. I'm sure I'm sure to piss you off sooner or later, and you guys are going to have something to say about what I'm doing. So check us out.
hey, it's if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host, Act Right, my man, holds it down. For purely poetic, Late Night Mike's poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. in the house man gotta let you guys know what's going on a lot of things happening there's uh there's a lot to talk about there's a lot of people uh upset about what's going on in the united in the united states about their cash they want to know what in the world is going on with their cash how in the world are they going to get their money and how in the world are they going to keep their money i don't know what to tell you folks all i can tell you is to save your money invested in something, I don't know, maybe your four what four one K is taking a hit. Everything's taking a hit. So what's happened is it prompted me to ask the question to the listeners, is the is the United States really broke? I mean, are we really broke? Are we really running out of money? I don't know what's going on. I hope you guys can tell me. I'm gonna to get to the callers as soon as I can, but here in just one minute I'm gonna bring up Charlotte and she is the expert. She's gonna tell you guys how you can save your money, how you can put some money away. Um, how you can clip some coupons, how you can live a little bit, you know, a little more frugal um, with what's going on in your life. I mean, it's all about saving a dollar. You know, you don't want to spend every dime you make, but at the same time, you just want to have a little fun. I had somebody write me a letter, and they, I mean, an email, and they were like, you know, P, you're always talking about saving money and investing, but, you know, what if you die tomorrow? You can't take the money with you. And, um, you know, I agree with that, you know. I agree wholeheartedly with that. You can't you can't always take the money with you. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't save all your life. You do you do got to have a little fun. I mean, you go to work every day. A lot of folks are stressed out. So you know what do you do for balance? And 
I understand, man. I, trust me. Look, I'm human too. I don't have it like that. You know what I mean? Contrary to popular belief, ain't nobody rich over here. I work real hard for my for my money. Two, three, four different jobs, and always trying to hustle to get more money because, hey, frankly, I got to provide for my kids. And and the more, listen, if your children are working, watching you hustle, and they're listening to you. And they're listening to what you're telling them to do and, and how to be responsible and how to save a dollar and how not to go crazy with your buck. That's what they're going to do, too. That's how they're going to live, too. They're going to always remember what mom and what dad and what their uncle and grandma and granddad told them about their buck, about their dollars. But if you don't live, a, if you don't show a, a provide a good example for the kids or you don't provide a good example for maybe your younger brother or sister, you, you know, your younger siblings, they're going to do exactly what you do, too, and that's what we don't want, man. We got to solidify our future. So I'm not saying don't go on vacation, okay? I'm not saying don't enjoy yourself. I'm not saying nothing like that. I, I You know, I want folks to go out. I want them to enjoy themselves. I want you to have a good time. But also you got to remember that, hey, man, if, you don't, if you're not saving for tomorrow, you may not live. You know what I mean? If you own a house, all, all the homeowners out there should know what I'm talking about because at any given time, there's something that you may have to pay for. At any given time, you may lose some money. At any given time, you may have to pay for a, a plumbing problem or you might have an electrical problem. or I mean, God knows what, man. So you got to be able to put something away for a rainy day. You need to put something away for when, you know, you can't go out and get that loan or or maybe you don't have a check. I mean, I, mean, I remember a guy in South Carolina told me, an old guy, Mr. Parks, older gentleman, he said, uh, he said, you know the difference from a middle class and a poor man, and I, you know, out of respect, I, I didn't know, of course, you know, I could have went into some big rant and, you know, made up something, or I'm pretty sure I could have figured out something eventually, but he said the difference between a middle class or working class man and a poor man was 30 to 60 days without a paycheck. Think about that for one second. 30 to 60 days without a paycheck. So... Just having that conversation with him changed my life because what I didn't understand at that time was that if I went 30 to 60 days without a job, without a without a paycheck coming in, I would be poor. And a lot of people listening to this show is in the same situation, man. A lot of people are in the same situation. So you got to ask yourself, right? When it comes to I need a break, when it comes to I need to have some fun, when it comes to I'm sick and tired of working or I need to go on vacation. You got to ask yourself, if I go, and, and I'm not saying all the time. I mean, don't don't get it twisted. I, I don't mean sit down, look in the mirror and go, uh, let me see if I go 30, 60 days or should I go on this vacation? I'm, I'm not saying all that, man. I'm saying just really, really sit down when you're doing your budget for your bills and ask yourself, man, can I survive more than 30 days or 60 days without a paycheck? If my job closed today and I couldn't get a job or couldn't get unemployment or, or this, that, and the third, what kind of situation would I be in later? What kind of situation would I be in from 30 to 60 days, especially when you have kids or, or maybe you're just renting? If you're just renting a place, there's no way they're going to let you stay in there 60 days. Some may, but there's no way, you know, legally they don't have to let you stay in that place for 30 to 60 days without paying them. There's a lot of people in these situations, folks. So I'm wondering with what's going on in, in the government, you know, what's going on federally, does, is that a reflection of how we live in our lives? Is the United States really broke? I don't know. I hope you guys can tell me what's going on. I, I frankly, I think, in a nutshell, I think we are, um, we are broke. 
because you got to look at all the things that happened in the past and all the money we spent. But you know what? We'll get on that in a second. Right now, I'm going to go ahead to Charlotte so she can get her segment. Charlotte from Stretching Your Budget and from WMMG, home of the KRP radio show. is on the air right now. Charlotte, you on the air? I'm here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Charlotte, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor and get out of your way. Just let me know when you need me and let the people know how they can save some money. All right. Thank you very much. Well, we are going to be talking about budget this week. I know that we have said um, we, we've touched on that just a little bit um, each week. So if you've missed the last few segments, you'll have to catch up so you can hear what we've gone over as far as learning how to coupon and the basics of couponing. Um, I know this isn't really, you know, part of couponing, and you wouldn't think that a budget would be something that's important to couponing, but the whole purposes of, um, you know, us trying to coupon and be frugal and cut back and save money um, is to somehow benefit and impact our family budget. So that's why I, you know, like to throw this whole topic in there so that, you know, we can remember what, is the focus of couponing and saving money. So without having a budget, um, you know, you're just going to be flipping a few coupons and saving some money, but if you're just kind of spending that money on other things, instead of trying to pay down bills or, you know, put that money into savings, then it's really not worth it. So I love to emphasize this in our classes um, that I teach so that um, people can really see, you know, how – they are saving and where that money is going. So first and foremost, if you don't have a budget, and I'm sure a lot of you already do, but, you know, we want to learn how to um, have a budget and use it effectively. So if you don't have a budget, I would encourage you to to have a a budget. Start one now. Sit down. If it's just you, sit down. Look at your numbers and, you know, have every penny spent. Every penny on paper needs to be spent. You need to know where it's going, whether it's savings, bills, whatever. Um, and then your goal with the budget is 5 to 8% of your monthly income is what you want to have going to food, groceries and um, stuff like that. So your goal now is to get your monthly budget of 5 to 8% for your grocery bill. For our family, um, our grocery bill includes toiletries, cleaning supplies, food, diapers, all that kind of stuff. So that's what um, our 5 to 8% encompasses. So, you know, when you're looking at your budget, you need to decide if you just want yours to cover food or if you think that you can get it all into one lump thing. So, um, I'm not sure if I touched on this last week or not, but um, for our family, we spend um, on average 50 to $55 a month on our grocery bill. And like I said, that encompasses everything, groceries, cleaning supplies, and all that kind of stuff. So we have a family of five, and that's what our monthly bill is, 50 to 55 or excuse me, our weekly bill, 50 to $55. That more than enough covers the 5 to 8%. We have enough for the entire month. I usually have extra. So, you know, this goal seems, if you're sitting here thinking, what is 5 to 8% of my monthly bill, and can that encompass my entire grocery bill? Yes, it can. Um, once you start couponing and couponing effectively, you can, um, you'll see that your money can be stretched. 
so far. That's why I chose the name Stretching Your Budget because, you know, I, I saw that, you know, couponing and stuff became more about what can I do with this money. So, you know, it's just a, a whole bigger picture. So make sure that when you are doing this couponing and living frugal whole aspect thing that you are looking at, um, you know, everything. Where is your money going? Are you spending it on eating out? Are you spending it on, you know, clothes shopping? Whatever it is, make sure that as you're starting out on this saving money, saving your dollars, all that kind of stuff, that you are saving it, that you are putting money back, that you're, um, you know, able to start paying off bills or um, doing anything it is. You want to go on a trip, whatever. So um, I just want to emphasize the, you know, the importance of having a budget. Another reason, too, that I like to um, have people to start a budget is because when you do coupon and you start getting things for free, it kind of gets exciting and you want to, you know, get every good deal and jump on every frugal thing, and that's not possible because you will start to go overboard and buy way too much stuff. So another thing that I like to recommend is to spend cash. Take cash to the grocery store or to the drugstore or wherever it is you're going. I know cash is, like, ancient and nobody uses that, but I so cannot emphasize the importance of using cash. I always say when you use cash, it's like it hurts when you hand it over. So think about that the next time, um, you know, you're going to the store. A, when you um, take cash, it helps you to stay on track and on your budget so that you say, okay, I'm going to the grocery store today. I only have $50. I need to stick to that $50, and that's all I'm going to spend. Um, and, you know, that will help you to stay on track and keep your budget that you've set for the month. And um, the last thing that I want to say with the whole budget thing, and it's kind of hard to do and get used to, if you, you know, you come up with your budget one month and you decide, okay, this isn't really working for me, just reorganize it. You know, make it fit your lifestyle. Don't make it so hard that you don't want to do it. I always say it's like a diet. You know, if it's too hard, you won't stick to it. So just make sure that it's something that um, is achievable for your family. And I think that's all I want to say about budget. <laughs> hey, hey, Charlotte, I got a quick question for you. Okay. What's the number one resource that should be considered? Well, what's the number one thing that should be considered when it goes to uh, taking money out of your budget for a mishap? Let's say, let's say you have to spend something on a household item. You know, where's the best place to cut from that can be replaced the quickest, in your opinion? Well, for our personal family budget, we have, um, like, a fund money little section in our budget, and then we have um, an emergency fund. So your your goal in, when you're starting out with a budget is to build an emergency fund of $1,000. Right. Um, so once you've built that, then you can just pull out of that $1,000 emergency fund. If you don't have that built, then I would say pull out of your fund money. You know, if you're, you just have to cut back from that fund money. You don't need to eat out or go to the movies or whatever. So, if we don't have that thousand dollars there for our emergency fund, then we just pull from the fund money because that's not a bill that you're having to make sure that you cover. Hmm. That so makes a lot of sense. Well, well, you know that that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, 
if you got an emergency fund already set aside, you know, you can tap that fund before you go into your main bill. So I get that. You know, th- that definitely right. sounds good. Um, uh, on the website, Charlotte, let the folks know on the website um, what that web address is and where they can find coupons and, you know, stay current with what you have going on on the site. Okay. Well, we can find us at www.stretchingyourbudget.com. We have tons of resources for printable coupons. The now new thing is e-coupons. We'll talk about that a little more, more in the coming weeks. Um, and don't forget, it's Sunday. Go pick up your newspapers if you haven't gotten them already for your coupons. Sounds good to me. Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. Always holding it down for the KRP Radio Show. Charlotte, you got any shout-outs, baby? Let's have a great week. <laughs> you're supposed to give me a shout out, Charlotte. What's up with that? I don't have any shout outs. <laughs> All right, no shout. You got uh, shout out to your husband, man, for always holding you down over there. I got to give him a shout out because he just he just shout be chilling. <laughs> All right, Charlotte. Thanks for. Right now. Oh really? Yes. All right. I appreciate you coming through. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. See you later. One love. That was Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com, always holding us down on the KRP Radio Show. She brings some good tips to the table, folks, man. So, you know, keep your pens and your paper ready. If you miss something, go to her website, or you can listen to a replay on www.krpradioshow.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show, or you can hit me up on Twitter, at Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy. Man, I can't talk. It's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, if you're on Facebook, hit us up on the Facebook, folks. Leave your comments. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk on the air, but tonight I'm answering. If you're on the line, I'm going to plug you. Just don't speak if you don't want to say anything, but I prefer you just say hi, and I don't want to talk, and I'll hang up. But um, we're going to get everybody on tonight. So if you're on Facebook, hit us up on the Facebook if you don't want to talk and you still got an opinion later on. We continue the topics throughout the week. I always post something crazy. A lot of folks say confrontational. But or I'll say it just like this. I hope that I force people to think outside of the box that they normally think in. That's all I try to do, man, and, and show folks some love. So on Facebook is Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Hit us up. Leave us a comment on there. Give a shout-out, this, that, and the third. Today, folks, the topics of the show is welfare, drug tests. Is it good or bad? Is it right or wrong? Should we really be drug testing, folks? that are applying for welfare, is that against the constitutional rights? That doesn't come from me. It's a big outcry about that across the nation. A lot of folks are saying, hey, this is against our constitutional rights. You shouldn't be doing this. We don't feel like we need to be drug tested. I don't know. Let's go to the people. Let's see what the people think. I'm going to the, let's see who's holding the longest. Let me go to the 919 caller. Uh, Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, You got a lot of static back there on your phone. I I can't do that. You might need to turn your radio down, folks, if we <laughs> if you want to speak. Let me go to a call out of the 704. Uh, last three digits, 110. I'm not screening calls, folks. 110, you are on the air with the KRP radio show, caller. Hi, Freddy. Hey, hey, hey. What's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> Yo, wow. I pick, how did I pick you out of all people? That's what's up, man. That was meant to be. I don't know. It's because you got a strong opinion like me. <laughs> wow. Well, I do have an opinion. I mean, if you don't want to be drug tested, hey, don't, don't, don't try to stay away from the welfare then. Because once wow. you make yourself subject to them, then you're subject to them. Okay. So if you don't want to be drug tested, stop. Try to stay out of the line. 
Is it is it Try right? Do, do, do you feel like it's right? I mean, a lot of people are saying it's wrong that you were imposing on your constitutional rights. I mean, I, I can't say that it's right, but at the same time, I can't say that it's wrong because I mean, you got you got people out there running game for real on the system, taking advantage. I mean, you got to screen them out because. You got to try to screen them out best you can. Because is it is it that do you do you think the whole agenda between folks you know saying that it's a drug test is this really to keep folks that don't deserve to be on it off the system or is it something else? I mean for real, let's keep it real. Keep folks off the system. Hold on. Yeah. Stop it. But um. Mm. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Wow. Probably a little bit of both. I mean, the world is changing, man. It's it's actually it's getting like you you know it's getting worse, it's getting worse and worse. And so you can't say what's really going on. You can just try to call it as you see it. Somebody always has a hidden agenda somewhere. Always have a hidden agenda. Uh, let me let me ask you about these other two, and I'll let you go, man. I ain't gonna talk you to death, but I just want to ask you what you think about. Um, Taxes, you know, if somebody makes more, do you feel like they should pay more? I mean, it seems real simple, right? Mm. If they make more, should they pay more? Well, yeah, if it's in your tax bracket, I guess you should pay a little more. That's simple. It sounds like you want to stay off that. (laughs) It sounds like you want to stay off that. I mean, I mean, okay, if it was okay, put it this way. If they should should I have to pay? It's okay. If somebody else makes way more than me, should they pay a little bit, just a chunk? I, it's taking all my money for the most part because I already don't make much. But right. as far as them, they still left with three fourths of their money because all all they had to do was pay this base pay of taxes. Mm. And is that fair? It's killing me. It's hitting me in the head. Because when they take three four for mine, they taking the whole all I'm left is with one four. But when they hit the next man out, they're left with three four. But all they were taking was one four. Right. Well, they hit me in the head too. I just got another tax statement just the other day <laughs> <laughs> that I don't want to pay. I'm keeping it one hundred. I don't want to pay it, man. I, I'm like this. Look, I'm trying to keep all I can get. We got five kids running around here, man. That's a whole lot of clothes, a whole lot of lunch. Lunch is two twenty five a week. I mean, a day, dang. you know, times four or five, so it's crazy, man. And I understand where people are coming from. They don't want to have to pay the same amount that someone makes $10 million pays. You know what I mean? And and that's not the case, but, you know, in a nutshell, the same percentage is what they're really saying, and, and I can get that. Um, You got any shout-outs? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my dog. He got a shout out too. Shoot, I got. I'm gonna give a shout out to my husband mm-hmm. while he's out there on the road. I don't know if he hear me, but if he does, I love you, baby. Shout I out miss to you e. and your hamburger meat. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I hope he heard that. But um, and a shout out to my kids running around, especially this one out here with socks on running around, talking about these tax hikes and everything. But um. Just want to give a shout out to you all, my cousin Nikki, the yeah. radio show, and all them five thousand cheering y'all got. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, Alicia, real quick, just what's the name of your cu- your husband's uh, group? Because I understand they're on the road and they're doing really good. I just saw a video that I love. Reverend R. L. Bush and the Revived Sons, and my boys are in that video, holding down for the Ellis family. Yes, definitely. Up and coming. I like that. Mm-hmm. 
So, all right, folks, yeah. uh, check it out. Reverend, say it one more time, Reverend what? Reverend R.L. Bush and the Revived Sons. Reverend R. Bush and the Revived Sons, man, shout out to you guys out there doing B.I.G. things on the road, spreading that gospel message, and I appreciate it, man. You guys celebrate the Lord that I believe in. Going to another call out of the 919 is popping right now. Call us 767 is your last three. I won't call out your whole number. 767, you are on the air with P. What's up? Hey, what's going on, P? Hey, hey, who we got on the line, brother, if you want to say your name? Yo, this your man, Duran. Steve Harris, man, I'm glad you called. We got a lot to talk about, D, but we ain't going to do it all here. All right. What do you think about these topics, man, that we, where we're talking about today? First of all, I'm, I'm, let me go reverse with you because we're, we can both relate to the first one. But let's talk about these taxes since we just finished with Alicia on these taxes. How do you feel about that? Should you should you pay more if you make more? I think you should. On the simple fact is you got a lot of the the big brand companies out right now that are shipping jobs overseas, and what money that they do have that they could pass down to the employees and bring in more jobs, these companies are using these the, the leftover money to take these elaborate trips, flying overseas, you know, vacations. But they, you know, it's like they're lying saying that, hey, we can't create jobs. But if mm. you have the money to you go on these elaborate vacations, why not pay extra taxes? Hmm. What what what's fair though? I mean, who see the whole problem I got with that right is who decides what's fair, and and when we make more money, all right. First of all, we all strive to make more money in what we do. Okay, I know I, every day of my life I'm striving, trying to figure out a way to make more. I'm never gonna tell my employer, hey, uh, I don't need that raise. I make enough. I appreciate you, but I don't need that money. So eventually it's going to get to the point if you're striving to make more where you will be in that tax bracket. Now, the more you make, the more you spend, or the more it takes to live a lot of times. I can't say all the time. So what's the proper way to tax, though, Durant? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean that's kind of that's kind of hard to, to explain, you know, for me. But, you know, I, I feel like the government should, to step out of it, you know, they have too many, like I said, loopholes and everything that you hear about and earmarks and all that. But if <laughs> but if they, you know, go to an outside firm, outside auditor, let them break down what needs to be done as a tax bracket, you know, for the, for the highest to the lowest. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way I, I feel about it. You know, hey man, I, I don't know. I, I like I like I don't know how you feel about the fair tax, but I, I like the fair tax system. Um there's some there's some ins and outs that I don't like about it. Like a lot of people don't know you can't just start a fair tax system right now and it's gonna take place and it's gonna be all good. It's gonna take some years to get something like that started and a lot of other legislation has to take place. And there still would be loopholes. You know what I mean? But why can't it just be a certain percentage? I, I don't understand why we have to go into the loopholes and and this this person pays that because they gave this and et cetera. I mean, the Bible says ten percent. I don't know. I mean, how you feel about that? The Bible says ten percent across the board. What you think about that? Shout out to Kelly Smoke for that one. Well, you know, I feel like yeah, you should pay your ten percent, regardless. You know, just just from my my spiritual standpoint. No but, doubt. Um, but just from from a government standpoint, you know, I don't think it should be like like you just said, the loopholes where, you know, people should pay this amount. I mean, if you making 
somewhere in the billions of dollars, high millions, you know, you should pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because well, that that money, that extra money that we're spending, <laughs> that you, we paying a tax for one sector, one private sector to investigate another private sector on how we spend money. You know, it's <laughs> we paying these extra taxes for somebody to watch somebody to watch somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy to me. It's it's a whole bunch of craziness. I think you hit it on the head when you said we got to get the government out of it, man. You know, it used to be a time and place, in my opinion, Duran, where there was Republicans and there were Democrats and you were one or the other. And now it seems like we're neither. The working class folks are neither, in my opinion. But, you know, I'm not even going to go into all that because it's not about me this week. It's about what you guys feel. How you feel about the welfare drug test? And is it good or bad? Is it right or wrong? Uh, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, it's right. Um, if you're going to receive welfare, you're receiving welfare for a reason. You know, um, it's because you had a downfall or something like that. But if you got extra money to go buy drugs and party and drink and this, that, and the other, yeah, take a drug test. And if you're not you're not doing any drugs or anything, you know, then you need to be on the system. You need to be on the system. Mm. I guess that that's that's pretty plain put. I mean, it's, there's no other way you can really put that. I mean, I, I get that. I I dig that. I definitely dig that. Um, one more question. You know, one more one more thing on the topic that that's very controversial, and a lot of folks have been speaking about this today. Is the United States really broke, man? Because you know, we're talking about holding off military pay. We're talking about social security checks. They tapping Medicaid. What's really going on, Durant? Are, are we really broke, in your opinion? I mean, what do you think about that? In a sense, I feel like we're kind of broke, but then the way money is thrown around, you know, to fund this, fund that, um, cut this, cut that, I feel like we we do have a little something stashed away, as they say. Should I be cutting entitlements though? I mean, what what entitlements could you live without if we had a, if we had a vote on something right now? The people. I, I don't mean the. I don't mean the establishment. I don't mean the the representatives. I don't mean the senators. None of that. If we had to vote the people, and we had to decide upon one entitlement to cut, where could we cut, and why would you cut that one? I know that's kind of on the spot. That's a lot to think about. But you know, just off the top of your head. Oh man, that's a that's something very big. Um, that, that, that's kind of hard to say. I mean, because I'm, I'm sitting there trying to think of things, of where too they're from, but there's yeah. just too much to think about right now. It, it, it is too much, man. But I, I know you're pretty in touch, so that's that's why I asked you that question. We'll we'll get off that on on another day. We'll talk about that amongst you and I. I got to get you out, man, so you can start meeting some people, brother. I know you're doing some big things over there, and a lot of things that you set out to do, man. And you definitely got my full support, brother. Um. You got any shout-outs or anything else you want to say, man? You got 160,000 people potentially listening to you right now. Is there anything that you want to get out, any messages you want to spread, any shout-outs you want to give? Uh, right now, you know what I'm saying, I want to give a shout-out to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad. I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? All the big things that you're doing. You know, I want to give a shout-out to all my people in the 252 wide awake. You know, I still love y'all. I'm away, but I got mad love for you. Mm-hmm. Um, all the people that I run into, you know what I'm saying, from – Boston to Florida, out to Cali, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make things happen, working on my new book, uh, Pole Blind Black Boy. It's a little something that I'm <laughs> working on. 
Yeah. And um and, and that's about it, man. This man love everyone, man. No doubt. Shout out to Duran, man, repping the two five two. Duran, where are you, if you want to say where are you now, brother? I'm in Raleigh right now, man, trying to make big things happen. Peace and blessings to you out there in Rough Raleigh. Shout out to my man Duran, always holding it down. Folks, if you just log on, you're listening to the KRP Radio Show, keeping it real with Pudgy every Sunday, 8 p.m. We do it at the same time, same place. I got to go to a commercial, but I'm going to make it really, really quick. We got a lot of people on the line, folks. Don't hang up. Rock with us, man. We can take calls all night. Soon we have having Sonny Johnson come on. Full Negro dialect. I see you guys got the lines buzzing. I'll be right back in just a flash. You rocking with the KRP Radio Show. have a garage full of old junk at least you think it's old junk 
How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. I'm your host, Pudgy Man, 619-638-8559. It's the number, www.krpradioshow.com. Make sure you hit the intro, folks, to get onto the main page. Scroll down, and it will automatically start playing for you. Got a lot of people hitting me up saying there's something going on with the website. I don't know. I got folks looking into it right now. Um, we're talking about taxes. We're talking about welfare and drug testing. We're talking about saving some money, saving a couple dollars. What are we going to do with those dollars? I don't know. We're talking about anything that you guys want to talk about. Got to give a shout-out to my girl, Kim Gunn. Get better, Kim Gunn, man. She she had a um, somebody beat her up. No, I'm just kidding. She uh, cracked a rib or broke a rib this week, so I got to give a shout-out to Kim, man. Hope you get better out there. Shout-out to everybody else who are down and out, man. We hope you guys get better. Appreciate everybody for rocking with the show. I'm going to get to the emails as fast as I can, folks. I see them coming. There's a lot of them. I'll try to read a couple off at random if we get to it. Also got to give a shout-out to Golf Scope, one of our new sponsors. Um, Golf Scope is uh, Golf Scope. Gauges of distance when you're playing golf. This little pocket caddy takes the guesswork out of your golf shots. It can't cure your hook or your slice, but it can help you gauge the distance between the pin from your tee. Simply zoom in and focus on the flag, and Golf Pro Golf Zoom will let you know how far you got to hit that golf club. I'm not an avid golfer, but I'm trying to get my Tiger Woods on since he fell off so bad. Tiger, really, Tiger fell off, man. I, that's got to be the biggest meltdown in history. I mean, the dude had four, five, six, seven, ten, fifteen, twenty floozies, came out, fell off just like that. So I don't know what's going on with Tiger, man. We we hope you get back on the tee, brother, because you know you're looking kind of bad right now, man. You know you you might ought to give it up. Tiger should have played b-ball, man. What y'all think? Tiger should have played b-ball, maybe. Think he would have been a good basketball player? I don't know. Tiger kind of diesel, man. You got to watch what you say to him right now. He under a lot of stress, so 
You know, I don't know how that's going, but shout out to all my people out there at the Frederick Douglass Foundation, man. You guys are doing B-I-G things to my man Kevin Daniels. Hope Kev calls so we can get him on the line sometime soon. Coming up real soon in about nine minutes, Sonny Johnson will be on here with the segment of Full Negro Dialect. And we're going to really chop it up, man. If y'all don't know who Sonny is, look her up, Google the name. She's out there, man. She's crazy, crazy, crazy intelligent. One of the best people in my life right now who always holds it down. So, shout out to you, Sonny. I'm going to go straight to a caller out of the 2-5-Tizzle. Caller, the last three is 424. I'm not screening calls, folks. I apologize for that. Don't have a call screener. We rocking it live. You're on the air with Pudgy. 424, you're on the air. What's up? Is, is that me? That's you. Who we got on the line? <laughs> hey, what's up, man? This is Lawnell Toms, you know. Lawnell. Uh, uh, free World Order. It yes, sir. Your book about a world without money. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I can hear you wonderful, brother. Right. What's up? Good, good, good. Just want to answer the three questions, you know? Hey, man, go ahead, in because you know what the topic is. So I saw you going on my Facebook. I didn't have a time to get back to it, but you know what they are. So start where you like. Yeah, you know, well, um, you might have to remind me as we keep going, you know, you got to host this thing out. But um, I think you said um, should people that make more pay more? Yeah. Taxes? Yeah. Yeah, they need to go ahead and do that, man. That's just money principles. I mean, uh, the more you get in, the more you put out. I mean, that's you spend more. So if you spend more, you should get taxed more. That's just the basic principles. You know what? It's 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 so like they made it so complicated with the the whole tax structure, man. First of all, I think the tax structure is wrong anyway. In my opinion, you know, yeah. it could be done differently, and that's the whole problem. You know, but I'm not going to go into what I think. But why do you say that, though? You know, you make more, you pay more. You know, why is it? What What's the limit? How much should, more should you pay? More should you pay? I'm not a millionaire, man. I'm not a millionaire, so I can't tell you that. <laughs> I can tell you from from my bracket, I'm, I'm getting between 35 to 50%. And I know that sounds a lot, but when you include sales tax and all that stuff, man, um, so I can't tell you exactly what it is. I'm just saying they should pay a little bit more. I mean, sure. when you got people, when you got people buying ten million dollar houses, twenty million dollar houses, come on, you can't tell me they can't just take one of those million and put it towards taxes. You know? Hmm. I, I hear I'm you, but I mean, it's, it's just a million. It's just a million with a million if you got fifty or sixty. Well, so, uh, like you said, I'm I'm not a millionaire, so I, I can't really speak on it. I mean, I, I feel a whole bunch of different ways, some good and some bad. You know, a lot of people won't like how, how I feel about it, but I think to a certain well, extent you should pay more. Well, and, and let me just put it like this uh, real quick. If somebody says, you know what, hey, uh, Lonel, if you could pay $50 more dollars in taxes, it can make a big difference uh, in the world or in the United States. You know what I say? Let's do it as long as they're putting their money to good. That's the key right there. That, that's the that's, that's the key it. right there. How, how, what about the welfare, thing, man? Like, we, we'll get off the taxes for a minute because you know we don't have we don't have tax books here, and I, I don't have a I'm not a tax lawyer. I can't really get into the ins and the outs, but you know I I, I think the fair tax is a good thing personally. Uh, it, it needs some tweaking, but I, I think that's something we should really get serious about because I don't I don't know are we really I, in debt? I got to tell you, in 2008, I went to a. Uh, a humanitarian uh, award ceremony in Wilson, and uh, we saw the mayor there, me and my brother, and that's one of the things we proposed to him that uh, that we have to we have to start some drug testing because let's make it all the way clear. We know what happens. They take their money, they flip it through drugs, and and that's what they use it for. Not they meaning everybody, but it's a couple bad seeds in there that that 
that do, that does that. And when they do that, it's not messing up. It's not messing up them because they're pushing their small drugs, but it's messing up our system as a whole. So let's weed them out and let's make it happen. I mean, people are saying it's constitutional rights. Don't you get? Don't you have a piss test at your job? Why can't you have a piss test if you take taking money from the government? Same deal. I'm all for it, man. Is it is it an agenda though? I mean, do you do you think it's an agenda behind? What we really need it for? I mean, we need it to preserve some of the folks who who actually need that assistance. Uh, people say, "Oh, where are we going to get the money from to come up with this whole system?" The system will pay for itself once it starts weeding out all the people that are using the money the wrong way. You know, so, well, and plus it'll keep them off drugs if they really want that money, so they can do something with it. So it's a win-win if we get it done. If, if we get it done, so so let's say I'm the mayor, right? And you said you pitched this to, to Mayor Rose. Shout out to Mayor Rose out there, man. Haven't spoke to him in a long yeah, time yeah. now, but how? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. how, would you, how would you how would you propose that though, man? Because the mayor, from where I stand in Wilson, man, you don't hear anything about a lot of the things that are beneficial throughout other places in the country. It's like Wilson is the last people to get on the boat if they get on the boat at all. Uh, it's, uh, just walked up to him, and uh, while we had us full attention, we was able to uh, say, you know, we got a couple good ideas. Can we pitch them to you, you know, to see if they sink or float? We know it wasn't the best uh, way to get it through to them, but right. at the time it was like, hey, put it out there or not put it out there. So you got to take advantage of that opportunity. So we said, hey, you know, what's wrong? Why can't we get some sort of legislation or something moving in Wilson where if you are – if you're having any type of public assistance, not just just food stamps, any type of public assistance, you need to take a drug test, and that'll right. weed out a lot of bad bad things that's going on. You know, and I, I agree. some of that money. So, I mean, and if you feel if you feel bad about it, feel it's unconstitutional, don't take the money. Hmm. It's that easy. Hmm. I mean, we're talking with two adults here. I mean, we're not gonna piss us kids, but we're talking to adults. If the adults do the right thing, everything will be okay. I, I think things are a lot simpler. If we can cut and dry, now the whole, now the whole, are we broke and, and the tax code, that thing's complicated. You know, we can't just do a flat tax tomorrow. But as far as the piss test, that's super easy. That's something we can do in the next 90 days and be okay. Right. We that's, can that's, implement that. That's that's well put. I mean, it, it it should be simple as that. Did you get any response from Mayor Rose on that? I mean, was there any response or or what? What his face looked like when you said that? Was it scrunched up? <laughs> you know, he was unprepared for it, but but it was okay. Nothing came of it. You know, it's a lot bigger than him. It's not like he can just make it happen. It's a lot oh, bigger absolutely. than him. It's him and people yeah. that's behind him and everything. So uh, my brother pitched it to him again uh, via. Uh, a letter to him in the mail, so we'll see what happens. He sent it back just saying, hey, it's a great idea. Hopefully we can do it in the future, so I hope so. Man, that, that's BRG, man. I appreciate you guys for doing that because a lot of folks don't really write our representatives, our mayors, our governors. We don't hear from them, and, and one part of the one big part of the problem, Blonnell, man, that I see is that, you know, folks, we're quick to complain about legislation. We're quick to complain about laws, but we don't get involved, so you got to realize when you're not involved, those laws aren't meant for you. They're not made for you. They don't care about you. They don't hear your voice. They're subject to doing anything for you or against you for what they believe. If you don't, you know, if your voice is not heard. So, you know, shout out to you guys, man, for making a difference. That one letter does make a difference, folks. We got to give it a shot. That's all we got. 
And I, I do want to say I'm a product of that. I'm a product of that, and I've seen it used the wrong way and how it can really hurt the people that it's supposed to help. So if it's used the right way, trust me, the people will get the help and they'll get to move forward faster. Okay. I'm not just saying it as a person that, that, that has a silver spoon in their mouth, oh, yeah, 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 drug testing. No, it's, it's, this is real. So right. that's what it is. That's what it is, man. Any shout-outs before I let you go, brother? Last time I forgot my wife, my wife and my kids. So that's what I'm going to leave it with you, my wife, and my kids, man. No doubt. Shout out to the Toms family, man. A shout out to Lonell Toms for coming on the show, always dropping us some truth. Going to another caller out of the 336. Um, 955, you're on the air with us. Hello. Hello. How? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is Reese. What's up, Reese? What's up? What you think about what we're talking about today? First of all, how you been doing? Great. Hope you are. Always. Always. So welfare. Well, I, I'm sorry. Before I, yeah. I, I cut you off rudely again, but go ahead. You got the floor. <laughs> That's okay. Hang on. Let me turn my computer off because it's a little delay. No doubt. Shout okay. out to my, um, well, I was uh just calling because I think initially I think that everybody thought that the welfare drug testing was a really great idea. Uh huh. But. Um, as you know, I'm a human service major in school, and so I started just, you know, doing some research on it. And, you know, initially, welfare program was put in places to poor low-income families to assist them with maintaining a stable household. Well, if you look at it, the state of Florida has approximately 2 million welfare recipients. It's yeah. estimated that each test will cost about $42. So that $42 million what? Well, $84 million actually a year, and that's I... only if they're tested once a year. Mm-hmm. But, and I mean, in theory, it sounds great because the idea is, okay, you get tested if you flunk, you're booted from the program. Right. Well, statistics also show that families in crisis tend to, you know, are more likely to break the law. They're, you know, more likely to abandon, neglect, and or abuse their children and their spouses. So in all actuality, like really, how much money are we going to be saving because it's just going to increase um, the cases that social services are getting. And at the end of the day, if somebody wants to get high, they're going to get high. And just because you're on welfare, that doesn't mean that you're more prone to get high than anyone else. I think that it's a good idea initially like the theory is it's a great idea but there needs to be an aftercare plan put in place because after you kick a million people off the program okay that's fifty five hundred dollars per person sounds great but then think about you know all of the families that what are the children going to do what happens is mom goes out and starts stealing to not even necessarily feed the kids but to get high then she's in jail, then they're in foster care. So it's just a huge revolving door that at the end of the day isn't really benefiting anybody. And so I just think that not necessarily saying that they shouldn't, you know, do the drug testing, but after you do the drug testing and kick them out of the program, then what happens at that point? Wow, I like that. That That's something that I was going to bring up later on in the show, Reese, is that, you know, why it seems like it's just a drop in the bucket, it's not actually a drop in the bucket when you put realistic numbers to this. I'm not saying that it's a right. bad thing like you, but 
you know, in my mind, I, you know, I, I was looking at it the same way you were. Once those folks who fail the drug test are off the system, they're going to subsequently get back on the system from uh, some other different way, whether it's emergency funds or maybe the kids are taken from the parents or they end up in the penal system. Mm-hmm. So, what, I mean, what can we do, in your opinion, what can we do to actually fix the problem outside of a drug test or after a drug test? Well, personally, I believe that the whole welfare system is put in place to keep low-income and minorities under everybody's feet anyway. Man, I, I don't wish think I, that I'm the welfare pro- – I'm sorry? No, I wish I had a damn round of applause because I've been screaming that forever, and folks <laughs> think you are absolutely insane. But I, go ahead, Reese. I'm sorry. But, I mean, like, because I moved – several years ago, and when I first moved to, um, you know, a new city, I didn't have any family. I didn't have anybody here, but what I did have was three jobs. Wow. And so I did go to the Department of Social Services to say, hey, you know, I have this three-year-old child, but I don't have any support here. I don't have anybody to take care of my child while I work. And what she told me was, I'm sorry, we only have funds available for people that are on welfare. <laughs> and so my question was, well, if I'm on welfare, then that means I don't work, right? So right. if I don't work, then why do I need child care? And so my next question was, well, if I quit my job, then you'll give me money to keep my child to get a $200 check a month, but you won't give me child care to keep my job. And her response to me was, well, I don't make the rules. I can only enforce them. <laughs> so to me, like, thank God, you know, I've been privileged and blessed enough to not have to rely on, um, you know, the government to support me and my child. But for the people that are, it's just like, you know, you they offer Medicaid to people. Okay, well, if you if you make more than five hundred dollars a month, you can't get it. So what? How how do you live off five hundred dollars? But then what happens if I get the flu and can't take can't go to work? Then I can't take care of my child. It's just it's a it's a redundant program, and the whole system needs to be reevaluated. Just because at the end of the day we're going to keep running into this same problem. And, I mean, you know, they keep putting all these theories on paper that sound really great and sounds like, yes, we're making a change and this is going to fix it. And it absolutely is not because if somebody wants to get high and get a check, they're just going to go to GNC and get a little drug test passing kit or they're going to get their little <laughs> child or little cousin's pee. I mean, it's stupid. And you expect the people in office to know these things, but because they're so out of touch about what actually goes on, you know, it, it's it's they're oblivious to it. Wow. And I, I do think that the government is in, you know, a financial crisis just because so much money is misused. If you look at the state of North Carolina within the last 10 years, like how much money has been put into um, supposedly helping people that have developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. Like hundreds of millions of dollars, <clears throat> and at the end of the day, ninety percent of those companies aren't even in place. They, the state of North Carolina, just found out a way to get money from the government. I actually spoke to a man, like a couple people, within the last few days that moved from the Midwest and from the West Coast to North Carolina to open up residential treatment facilities, group homes, mental health facilities, just because the state of North Carolina was just throwing money at people because it sounded great. Right. 
you know, I mean, and I just think, for lack of a better word, I mean, it's just idiocracy to me. It's just so stupid. Mm. And, I mean, I don't see. And then it further upsets me because it they make it seem like, you know, it's the uh, the president's fault that all of this stuff is happening, like the stuff really just happened over the last two years. <laughs> um, you know, not that it hasn't been accumulating since the beginning of time. Right. But, you know, at the same time, I just think that they need, you know, some fresh eyes and fresh ears and some individuals that are actually in touch with what is going on outside of Congress because they clearly have very few clues as to what it's going to take for any type of reform, whether it's, you know, welfare, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, whatever. And I just don't I, – I don't see anything um, positive coming from the drug testing initially without an aftercare plan put in place. And I right. forgot what the third question was. I've been on my uh, soapbox. <laughs> That's all right. You're on my soapbox, too. You got me. I'm squirming in the chair. I'm, over, I'm sweating right now. It's so much I want to say because here's my soapbox. I mean, this is what I'm always talking about. I think that the entire welfare program is completely wrong. I don't think the welfare program is really built on making a difference for the person that is on welfare or for that person getting actually off the system. It's, I, nobody can believe that. They can't prove it. I've looked at it in and out. I've actually come up with my own legislation about it, but I will not ever give it to any any, any representative because I already know what's going to happen to it. You know, at this point, we got a lot of representatives that are freshmen in North Carolina and, and also in, in the uh, federal. So, you know, these guys have some good ideas. But they're being ignored. You know, like like Glenn Bradley had this man, shout out to Glenn Bradley, Representative Bradley. He actually fights for what the common person believes in for far, as far as I can tell and, and mainly constitutional rights. But a lot of time he's fighting just to get his idea, you know, to the main floor. Okay. I agree with everything you're saying, Reese. I, I ain't gonna go on my soapbox man. I am gonna let it go, but just real quick I wanna ask you about you know the the last question is if you make more money, should you really pay more into the system? Um, well, I think that a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with my position on this, but I think, I think that they should. And I'm not just saying that just because um, I don't make hundreds of thousands or you know, millions of billions of dollars, and it's not sure. my money that's coming out of my pocket. Sure. But I do believe at the end of the day, you know, it takes money to make money. And I also believe that, you know, the U.S. federal government was put in a position, you know, it was established on, it, it runs through taxes. And, I mean, it's just kind of like you can't get blood out of a turnip. Like, you know, getting a nickel here, nickel here, nickel here, yeah, you'll eventually end up with a dollar. But if you've got one person that goes ahead and, you know, puts that dollar in a plate, then, boom, you've got it. I also think that the wealthy are given numerous tax breaks, not saying that, you know, they don't already pay a substantially higher amount of taxes than the common person. But at the same time, they're given a lot more breaks than the common person. And, I mean, not saying that they should have to pay you know, 50% more or 60% more because I don't know, you know, I don't have a number in my mind, but I definitely don't think that it's fair 
for somebody that makes $50,000 a year to have to pay the exact same amount of money as somebody that makes $5 million a year. Mm. Um, or, you know, be looked at, you know, on the same scale. So, I don't know. Um, and again, when I become independently wealthy, my opinion of that may change. <laughs> but I definitely don't think, <laughs> I definitely don't think that, you know, these people that are making billions of dollars, you know, should should be pay, if you're making a billion dollars a year, you shouldn't be paying the same percentage tax wise as somebody that's making five hundred thousand dollars a year or, you know, whatever. I just there think that it should be a variable rate. There we go. And see, percentages is the truth. That, that's where the truth lies in percentages. Rixie, you got any shout-outs? I got to go real quick. Absolutely not. Just to you, P. And take care, and it was good talking to you. Be in touch. Always, always. Much love to Rixie, man. That's a valedictorian right there, folks, that y'all listening to, man. This girl is smart. When I say smart, she's smart. You can put it anywhere you want to put it. This girl has got it going on. Shout out to Reese, man, sister from another mother. Shout out to everybody listening to the KRP Radio Show, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. You're rocking with the number one conservative, black conservative radio show on the eastern North Carolina. And the Carolinas anywhere. Forget it. We're going to say the world, folks. Going to commercial, I will be right back in just a flash. And you know what they always say about me? They always say this. Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night Mike poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists that Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, 
scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for Soundchew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP radio show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If you're logging online and you're on some social sites, Make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KIRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over one. 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28, 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show, and if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. to the KRP Radio Show. Got a lot of people out there, man. A lot of people listening to the show. Appreciate you guys rocking with me, man. You know how we get it down. KRPRadioShow.com is the online site. If you want to listen via online, maybe you don't have anything to say, but I'm taking all callers tonight, doing it a little bit different than what we normally do. Coming up shortly is Sonny Johnson with the segment from Full Negro Dialect. If you don't know who she is, hit your Google, get your Google ready, go to Facebook, Sonny, S-O-N-N-I-E Johnson. You know how to spell it. Look her up, man. She's got a lot going on and a lot of positive that she's talking about for, um, you know, just for, for us in general, man. So, you know, you guys got to pay attention. Sonny moves, she, real, she moved real fast and she moved real sharp. So shout out to everybody who's listening to the show. Also to my people out there in Oregon, just got an email. Shout out to all my folks out there, Oregon, Oregon State. Appreciate you guys rocking with your boy. Got some people over in Howard, Washington, D.C. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Central University, shout out to you guys. North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Y'all repping me, man. I appreciate you guys checking me out down there. And UCF, that's a new one. Shout out to UCF, the folks down there who uh, Omega Sci-Fi. 
I guess Omega Sci-Fi. So shout out to all the frats out there and the folks at Omega Sci-Fi. I'm not a frat. Of course, I never graduated college. But anyway, shout out to you guys. And, um, you know, I appreciate you guys rocking with the show. If you're on Facebook, make sure you hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Make sure you add us at symbol KRP Radio Show and add me on on uh, Twitter so, you know, we can chop it up and you can you can take out your frustration on me. I won't get mad at you. <laughs> at symbol NC Pudgy, that's, that's, you know, that's where I am. So make your comments loud and proud. I'm going to go to one more caller because this caller has been waiting patiently out of the 404. Caller, you're on the air with Pudgy. 628 is the last three. What's up? Pudgy. This is your boy, man, Justin Baines. That is my man, Justin Baines. What's up, baby? How you, man? Man, I'm doing all right, man. You talking about a lot of deep stuff up here, man. I just wanted to call in and get my two cents, man. Please do. I want to make a difference, too. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Hey, as far as the, the drug test, drug testing with welfare, you know, welfare was never meant, in my opinion, to be an end-all to a situation. Welfare right. was put there to help those people that couldn't help themselves at the moment, whether they were in between jobs, couldn't find a job, or on disability, so forth and so on. Welfare is there to to help you. And right. if you're not willing to help yourself, then I don't think that there's any reason for you to be helped. If, you, if you're on welfare and wow. you're out here getting high and all that stuff, then you're obviously not looking for a job. Because any job today, whether you are applying for a job with McDonald's or applying for a job with the U.S. government, <laughs> is going to drug test you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and if, you're, if you're not willing to make that sacrifice, not only for yourself but for your family, to better yourself and your situation, then you're, are you really trying? Because if you're not if you're not trying, then why would you depend on somebody else to try and help you? Right, I, I agree, Justin. You know, you know what, man? Let me let me say this real quick, Justin. Here's here's my whole problem with with the whole welfare, and, and it's more to it. But just on the surface, it's like once you get on welfare to help yourself, there's so many things that you can't do that you need to do. You know, steps that you need to do so, you, you know, take care of yourself better. Like bank account, for example. If your bank account is over X amount of dollars, you know, they're going to cut you off. And, you know, that's part of that's part of doing better is, is actually saving money to do better, to maybe move out, to buy a house. But, hell, if you got $5,000, $5,001 in your bank account, they're going to cut you off and you might still need that money. I mean, $5,000 is not a lot of money, you know, in short term or in long term, excuse me, so... Uh, that's just one one problem I got with the welfare. But but go go ahead, Jeff. Sorry for cutting you off, man. Oh no problem, and and I'm with you in in agreeing that the whole welfare system needs to be restructured. There's a lot of flaws in it. There's some good stuff, but there's a lot of flaws too. And True. one of them, one of them is the fact that that people can stay on welfare for extended periods of time over multiple years. I mean, you have Families that's been on welfare for seven, eight, nine, ten years. A lifetime. Yeah, a lifetime. And as long as they're getting that free money, what motivation do they have to to go out there and look for something better? Why would you, especially if you know you go out and get a job, depending on how much it is, you're going to have to come off welfare. 
Yeah. So what person do you know is gonna give up a give up a free ride? None. I, I can't name a lot, you know. Absolutely. I mean, and it's and it's it's crazy to think that people are gonna give up a free ride, especially when you know they think that oh, if I get a job at McDonald's, I'm getting more money from the government than McDonald's is gonna pay me, and I'm gonna get taxed. So I wow. just I feel like there's a a lot to be redone with the whole welfare system in in general. I mean, and, and especially like with the drug testing thing, you know, it's just, I feel like you should be drug tested. Bottom line, if you're applying for welfare, if you're getting food stamps, even if you're getting unemployment, you should be required to take a random drug test mm. because what makes, you, what makes the, the U.S. government think that Okay, we're giving them this free money. They're not making any effort. So why should we continue to help them? And then you come in and fail a drug test. We know you're not doing anything to help better yourself. You're taking our money and you're getting high. You're taking our food stamps, selling them off for cash. You got yeah. food in the house and you're getting high. Yeah. I'm. What sense does that make? It's a no. It's a no-brainer, man. And you know. It's, it's discouraging to me, man, because, like, I'm not – let me let me say this to everybody who's listening, to anybody who knows someone that's on welfare. I got family on it, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not attacking welfare. This is, this is not the agenda. We're not trying to attack welfare. There's nothing wrong well, – well, there is something wrong with being on welfare, okay, first of all. But if you need to be on it, if you need to get some assistance, I say get that assistance, but – to get that assistance, but it's not cut out for you to get off of this thing. So, you know, my whole agenda, my whole goal is to tell folks that, listen, man, let this be your last resort because this is not cut out to help you. This is cut out to suck you and keep you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And Absolutely. It's just not beneficial the way the system is set up, man. What do you think about, you know, these taxes, man? Should you make more? You know, we all we all want to make more money just we all want to make more money, and, and you, like me, run your own business, and, and, you know, we're trying to do better, and we have a family, and, you know, we're not out here saying that we just want to make enough to get by. Let me be real clear. I don't want to make just enough to get by. Nah, not me. I don't want to make just enough to get by, and I'm not making enough just to get by. I like to put some money away for a rainy day, and to and, and like, the, like, the, like the Bible speak of, that's something that I believe in. I believe in Christ, so I'm all with Christ. Y'all can take it how you want to take it, but... Something I believe in is to leave money or to be able to put something aside for your siblings, for your kids. When you leave this earth, yep. that they can be taken care of for generation upon generation. What do you think about that in a nutshell so far as paying more money when you make more money? Well, as far as the taxes and paying more money and you make when you make more money, I absolutely think that that is true. Um, because, you know, old folks used to tell us all the time to to those where much is given, much is expected. Much is expected, yeah. And it's it's so the truth. I mean, now, now why should me as a as a as a small business owner, if I go out here and I bust my butt and make fifty thousand dollars a year, why am I paying the same amount of taxes as somebody that's going out and making two to three million dollars a year. You know, we still go out and bust our ass to go out and, and make a dollar where a dollar can be made. But there's 
I just don't see the sense in me paying the same amount of taxes as this person that made 50 times more money than I did last year. It, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and I'm not saying that because I feel like I'm on the short end of the stick. We all out here working. We're all out here to better ourselves and to make money. But it just makes sense that if you make more money, you should pay more in taxes, not a ridiculous amount. But right. you shouldn't be paying. Somebody that's making $10 million a year shouldn't be paying the same amount of taxes as somebody that makes $50,000 a year because that's that's not on a, on an even scale. Right. Especially when the person that's making $50,000 a year gets taxed and that that tax bill comes out to be ten grand. That's a big chunk out of $50,000. That's not a big chunk out of $10 million. Yes, sir. And that's, that's just my that's just my opinion on that. No doubt, I, I'm I'm with you there, man. I, and I, I follow what you're saying. I just I think we should leave. I think the government needs to get out of our lives, man, out of our personal lives. I think there needs to be something that's foolproof. I mean, you got the IRS that we're paying to take care of these situations, to evaluate these situations, and make sure folks are paying their fair share. But a lot of times they don't do their job, and hell, they're understaffed anyway. So you know, a lot of folks are going to get left out in paying their fair share, and. and you know, man, rightfully so, if you make a little bit more, you should have to pay a little bit more percentage-wise. I don't think the percentages should be the same, frankly. It doesn't matter what you pay or what kind of loophole or what you invest in. I don't think that the percentages that you're paying into the federal government should be the same as a person, like you say, that's making $10 million or that's making 10000 I mean, of course, it's not the same there, but you know what I'm getting at. Yes, sir. Yes, I do. And, you know, in this, you know, being we're from the same town, so, you know, we have we know people on that's on both sides of the fence. We have family okay. members that's on both sides of the fence. And at one point of our lives, we've been on one side of the fence or the other. So we <laughs> we know we know each side of it. We've seen the the less advantageous side of it, and we've seen the more advantageous side of it, and lived it. So to to sit here and and say that. It's fair for someone to pay the same amount of taxes as someone else, and there's a considerable discrepancy in tax bracket and taxable income. I just I don't think that's I just don't think that's fair. But you no, know, again, too, you know, the old people used to say people people don't get rich by mistake. Mm. It's it's hard work. And it it's hard work not only to make the money, but it's hard work to keep. And you That's have to right. make the right decisions on both sides to to get to where you want to be. And, you know, just anybody that's out there listening, just do your research on on any and everything that you're doing, whether it's starting your own business, whether it's, you know, Working for somebody, do your research on who you're working for to see what their interests are. Because what someone's interest is tells a lot about them and about how they're going to treat you. Wow, that's big right there. That's that's real big. And I I think hell, I'm even guilty of that. At, at some point, I was, but it, you know, the more I got involved, I started researching these things too. And you find out a lot of employers that you work for, man, are grimy, they're dirty, and they do a lot of things against what you what you believe in. It's, and the same thing is, you know, for the people that we vote for, you know what I mean? So 
You know, it goes the same, man. You got to do your research. You got to figure out what's going on out here. Jess, you got any shout-outs before I let you go, bro? Man, I just wanted to shout you out, man. You're doing a great job. I love what you're doing, man. This is an awesome show that you have. And, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. You you are making a difference regardless of what people might say to you or what people might not be saying to you. I'm here to tell you you're making a difference because you're putting your thoughts and your words and your actions out there for people to see it and for people to take heed and to hopefully follow in your footsteps and do, you know, some of the some of the stuff that you're doing. Be proactive, be progressive, man. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. No doubt, man. I, I definitely appreciate all that love. That's a lot of love right there, man. Shout out to Justin B out there, ATL, send it down for calling in. Um, still waiting on Sonny Johnson for the full Negro dialect segment. I think she was just on here a second ago. Maybe she dropped out. We'll get her back on here in just a second. Um, we're going to go to another caller out of the 919. Actually, this is Kelly Smoke. Shout out to Kelly Smoke. She's on the air with Keith P. Real. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, Kelly Smoke. How are you, baby? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Kelly, what you think about all this mumble jumble that I'm mumbling today? <laughs> okay. First of all, we do need to, to uh, drug test welfare recipients again, <laughs> not against anybody who uses that for a step up, but, you know, there are generations of people on welfare. They're on welfare. Their mom was on welfare. Their grandmother was on welfare. Um, and that's ridiculous. And, 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 and when this is the case, uh, we don't need to let people further you know, abuse the system um, who are on drugs. Sure. That's, that's just first and foremost. And, and in my opinion, uh, there needs to be a limit set on welfare for able bodies. I mean, and like you said, we've all got people in our, in our family who, you know, maybe have been on welfare. I mean, statistically it says, you know, everybody may know somebody who is on welfare. Um, but for a woman to lay on welfare and have a child, every nine months or every two years to continue to live on welfare is awful. Um, I have an aunt who raised her kids on welfare, and my mom, who is uh, a year younger than my aunt, my mom is retired now. She has been for about four years. This aunt had to finally go to work, you know, with her skills. You know, so that that hurts people. Um, My aunt never abused drugs, but certainly I, I don't think it's, you know, acceptable that the government is paying this money out, and I agree with all the other callers. You know, anything else that, you know, any other job, anybody else receiving government funds or anything would be subject to these types of things. And if you don't want to be subject to it, don't be on welfare. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Um, and to get to the tax, I, I feel like I feel different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm for the fair tax system. Um, I think... You know, sometimes there are people who can't imagine themselves ever having lots of money. I certainly don't, you know, have lots of money. But the thing is there are people who make it, and they had to work hard. You know, Bill Gates didn't have a silver spoon in his mouth. You know, he dropped out of college. He he invented his company in his garage, you know. Yeah, yeah. He had to work. And so when you get to that level, do you want to be punished? for achieving more, you know, not saying that anybody rich, you know, works harder than those who are poor, but you have to think, you know, if you if you started a restaurant, you know, 
in, you know, in your house or in a, in a truck and finally you get, you know, 50 locations, does, does that mean you owe more? Absolutely not. Fair tax, you know, would be a tax on consumption, mm-hmm. meaning if you're poor and you go out and buy, you know, something, you pay just as much tax on your food. You sure. know, poor not necessarily going to the to the to the to the store and and buy filet mignon. You know, they they may be getting chicken wings. You know, mm-hmm. but they still pay. You know, let's say maybe ten percent. You know, but the rich are still going to be paying the majority of the taxes because they have the money to spend more. You know, but um, like you said earlier, like I said, you know, the Lord only requires ten percent, no matter what you make. <laughs> you know, ten, he's saying ten percent goes back to him. You know, and I see what comes out of my check. You know, and mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. And the thing is, we have to remember: Do y'all think these welfare recipients pay anything in the income tax? So the those people are on the backs of the rich too. You wow. know, and and that's not fair. That's absolutely not fair. The Everybody on I I never know anybody on welfare to be like yeah I got to turn my tax in on the fifteenth you know it yeah. doesn't happen. There's a lot of people avoiding taxes and people say that they're loopholes for the rich, but I will tell you this since they're paying more but they still need relief too you know because if I made a a million dollars and four hundred and fifty thousand of it's gone I'm like whoa what happened I made a million dollars it's just like any of us look at our check when we see how much is gone. You know, people say, "Oh well, you know, what's that to them?" Mm-hmm. Well, they earned it. They they earned their money just like you did. You know, so I, I'm not in the school of thought that the rich should pay more. I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I, I think it happens, though. I, I you know what, Sonny? I I think that they should. But here's the thing: I say that they should because they do already, and yeah. that's oh, it's 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 overlooked. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's overlooked, and and you know we really don't focus on what actually folks pay versus what you actually pay and the tax bracket that you're in, mm-hmm. they're going to automatically pay more, like you said, because they make more. And I'm all in agreement to that. But when it comes to one, I think that the government should be taken out of that aspect of it and probably propose or, or institute, I'm sorry, introduce something that that's more um, acceptable across the board, that's not arguable, something we don't have to argue about, that it says, hey, you know what's coming up. If you make $40 million, you know you're going to have to pay X amount of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And anything you pay at the pump or anything you pay at the supermarket or for your luxurious items like the boats and the yachts that we're not privy to, Mm. that some of the rich are privy to, you have to pay taxes on that stuff. Now, I don't don't agree with a write-off for a yacht. I don't I don't care what kind of business you have I, and I know a lot of entertainers and I know that they get tax breaks for jewelry for cars for some homes and I don't agree with that you know what I'm saying that's why I think that we need a new system we need something that that better fits society in general Yeah Absolutely and to me that that's that's the fair tax I mean, that's that's the only way to do it mm-hmm. That's the only way to do it and again you know I always take it back to the Bible you know if God is if God is saying ten percent, you know why should the government say more? The Bible says government shall rest on His shoulders. You know what I'm saying? God established, and I always say this: He established three institutions: marriage, the government, and the church in that specific order. You know, so all of this belongs to Him, and if 
if 10% sounds like it's good for him, it's, it's more than good for the government. I was looking at a statistic online that said a fair tax is only 132 pages long. Our, our now tax codes are 50,000 pages long. Who do you really think has read that? Who do you think has read 50,000 pages of our tax laws and regulations? No one. I agree. It's like it's like the health care bill. A lot of people haven't read what's really in it. You know what I mean? Talking three thousand pages plus. You know, so let's get you know, let's get some transparency in government. Let's have a tax system that even a child could understand. You know, because you know, when I pay taxes I you know, I was filing one because I'm a single adult with no kids, I don't own a home. And I was mm-hmm. always owing at the end of the year. I couldn't even carry myself. I have to file zero just not to owe at the end of the year. You know, so I don't understand the tax system. It's like, why don't y'all take all y'all need before the end of the year? Who has an extra couple of thousand dollars laying around in April? I don't. I <laughs> know I don't. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, this tax, this whole tax system, I just find it absurd, and I find that it persecutes certain people. I'm, I'm a Christian woman. With no kids, I'm not trying to be a single parent. But for me to get a tax break, I would either have to buy a house, which I'm not in a position to do right now, or have a child, which I don't care to do without a husband. You know, so. Sure. That's respectable, they're, they're, though. They're banking me over the head. That, that's respectable, though. At least you're looking at it for what it is, man, and that's respectable because a lot of people don't. A lot of people are saying, well, maybe if I have this baby, I get to. Get some of these write-offs, so I get to get this, you know, this dependent or this earned income credit, and you know that's a, that's another misconception too. Because listen, I have four kids in the house and one child outside of my home that lives with me during the summer and most holidays or all holidays for the most part, mm-hmm. and we file four of them between the two of us. But let me tell you something: we don't get earned income credit, and if anybody is paying attention to their taxes or, or to their tax bill or know what's really going on when they or they do mm-hmm. taxes. If you don't get earned income credit, you really ain't doing much. <laughs> you know what I mean? You really ain't doing much, and you ain't bringing a lot home. So a lot of people go, you know, how you don't bring money back or how you guys don't get back, how you have to pay back at the end of the year? It's, it's because we don't get earned income credit. They're not throwing us any free money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's a bis- there's a bis- misconception about taxes in general. I, I, we can't really get all into it. Uh, I, I just got. I just have a general question to you, Sonny, that I haven't asked most people. But how do we get to the point where we can, a, as a society, as a people, how can we get to the point where we're off this current tax system? What can we do as individuals to make a difference in, in you know, speaking to the government and saying, "Hey, this is what we want." How do we go about that? Uh, there's so much apathy, in my opinion, and, I'm, and this is Kelly, not Sonny, but there's mm. so much apathy and how people really feel. I mean, you know, we shake our fists at the TV, you know, when we've been watching this theater that's going on in, in Washington right now to do with the debt ceiling. <laughs> yeah. So let's be honest. Do people really understand that? We shake our fists and we're mad, but we keep it moving. Um, I think, you know, we need to pay it all our mind for one thing. You know, we, we, we complain, you know, the 30 seconds we see of it on the news, the, the few minutes, um, and then we do nothing. We don't organize. But if we would really, I mean, because look how political winds change. Yeah. If we would really get behind this movement of accountability, we see what the Tea Party was able to do, um, you know, just recently with, 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 with the grassroots support. 
from this year. They washed in a lot of candidates in the last election, you know, and that that group of legislators are saying we're supposed to hold the government accountable even if we lose our our next year's races. Um, We have to get organized, and we have to understand how our government works. So even when we're mad and we want to write a letter, sometimes we don't know who to write a letter to. I've always told my friends that if money didn't matter, I would teach a class to kids called civic responsibility. And I would explain to to you how your government works from your from your mayor all the way up to your president, what exactly each branch of government was responsible for. And right. then I would teach the kids how to organize the best re- reach these folks. You know, how we write letters to these folks, how we hold their feet to the fire at meetings, you know, referendums and things that we can go to that we're just not going to. And and, and that's what we have to begin to do. But so many people don't understand it. It's like I said, we're shaking our fists and it's like we're moving on, we're going to work, we're doing it, whatever there is to do, that we're just not holding um, our government accountable. It's just like the thing, these these promises that the president made during his um during his campaign, it, it, the government is no more transparent than it was before he was president, but who's calling him out on that? You know, every time somebody, if a Republican, especially if a white Republican tries to call the president out on that, you know, you had these groups like the NAACP that says, oh, that's racist. Yeah. You know, so when people try to make him accountable, he has so many groups that will, you know, will demoralize a person, will call them anything but a child of God just because they're trying to hold the man accountable. Right. You know, so um, I just think it, it comes with education and understanding, but education is almost like a four-letter word for some people. You know, <laughs> they, they love ignorance. You know, even I get, and I say even now because, I, I'm man, I'm an exception. A lot of people don't know me personally, but some of the folks that do know me personally, they look at me and go, how can you criticize the president? Well, you know what, first of all, it's something that Kevin Daniels always says, too. He, he said it in a few speeches, and I say it as well. And you said it, too, Sonny, um, indirectly. But a lot of things that the pre- – I'm sorry, Kelly, Jesus. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things that the president had promised he couldn't do anyway. He couldn't yeah. provide anyway. And the same goes for the mayor. It, it goes for every politician that runs for office. They'll sell you hoop dreams based on a premise that they can do something that they could never do because the office that they hold is not responsible for that. And, exactly. you know, it, it's, man, it, it bugs me to death because folks will watch, you know, a news channel and then they feel like they're educated on everything that's going on when there's so much more that they don't know. I've even heard a couple of senators, and I'm not even going to call their name, I heard a couple of senators say, well, man, I had, it took me a while to learn that, and I even had to go back and take another class on that, and, I, and I'm looking at them going, wow. You know, you're the man that make the law, but you don't even know what's going on. Exactly. So, you know, it, there's no way to actually watch the news and then figure you know everything that's going on. I wish folks would really take the time to study these things before they speak on it or before they let their emotions take over and start discrediting folks who do know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, and the ones who don't know, the ignorant are the loudest. I remember when I was working in the California legislature, the teachers union got a whole bunch of people up by rallying them up. They they made robocalls, calls, and people didn't even know what they were mad for. But they were like, if you're if you're mad with your assembly person, hold on the line. So I was fielding calls all morning from people who didn't even know what they were mad about, but they said the teachers union <laughs> said that we should be mad at y'all. So they kept holding. I said, okay, well I'll pass. 
you know, I don't know what your concerns are, but I'll pass them on to, uh, you know, to the to the to the uh, state assemblywoman, you know. And so that's what it is, you know. The the ignorant talk the loudest, and yeah. the people who are in the know, you know, are constantly silenced. I, you know, I just read on the route today that Lenny McAllister, you know, was fired from his job in Chicago for taking up for somebody. You know, who wow. lost the child. You know, and uh, I, I don't know if you know Lenny, but he's a oh, yeah. guy. Shout out to you Lenny know? McAllister, man. Chi-Town holding it down. Very, 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 very conservative and a cool brother who was doing some yeah. great things over there, man. I'm trying to help somebody, you know, and he wow. was shut down. And that's what happens when people, when the, a lot of times people like you, people like Lenny, people like Kevin, you're by yourself. You're so few and far in between, it's hard to get organized. You know, I know that I've seen you and Kevin. Y'all travel in pairs, and I like that. You know what I'm saying? And y'all take the message in the pairs. But where where are eight other men to stand up with you all and and go so that you can show up in force? You know, yeah. you, and, you and Kevin can stand back to back. You know, y'all can field all kinds of questions. Y'all can take all kinds of ugly looks and, you know, let people make comments at you. But where are eight other brothers willing to travel with you guys? you know, and say we're going to be on every scene where we see injustice, you know. We're going to speak up. And that's the thing, that we're so few and far in between and we're disconnected, you know, uh, that is sad. It is sad. It, it, you know, we, we make, there's a lot of folks that, that has a vested interest in making controversy over the word black or the black community, Um you know, they they make controversy on everything and they put it on the black community and say, you know, hey, we're standing up for the black community, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what's interesting, right? I, I find a lot of people talking about what the rich should do and what the rich don't do and Republican this and Democrat that. And man, if you really if you're really paying attention to po- attention to politics today, you don't know the difference between the two anymore almost. I mean if you it is sad. You really sit down, you don't know the difference between the two anymore. And we all knew that was going to take place because here's one thing that they have in common. They're not representing you. They're getting done based on who put them in office and who shakes their hand and who's filling their pockets. We see it every day. The president had George Soros, one of the most influential and one of the richest men in the world, one of the best stockbrokers, the stock traders ever, ever existed. And this man is worth man, billions of dollars. Okay. Yeah. But folks don't even follow that. So you got to know it's no different than George Bush. And I'm not going to get on my soapbox about presidents. I'm not even going to go there. But it's something you got to pay attention to. Normally on the last year of every president's term, they start swaying a certain way. And you got to gotta realize, you know, you got to ask yourself the question, why are they doing this? Who is this going to benefit? Because it's not always been benefiting you, and they're not doing it for you. They're not, you know. I don't well, know, Sonny, man. I'm watching the the, the Republican, you know, primaries. People enter in, and you know, I, you know, I realize again, everybody is going to be as far right as they can possibly be at this time. Nomination, and then they try to become a centrist. They're right there in the middle, trying to capture the vote, and um, we've got to watch out for that. You know, something startling to me, and I'm not, I'm not going after her because I like Michelle Bachman. But uh, Tim Pawlenty called her out. He said, um, 
you know, you have a problem holding on to the most Republican seat in the state. So although I'm not saying this is what she's doing, it's making me think, are you just running for president so that you can hold on to your congressional seat? And a wow. lot of people do that. They run for a higher office to hold on to the position that they already have. And, again, I am not saying that's what she's doing. But let's be honest, there's so many people in the field and how many really, truly have a chance. It's yeah. all politics, man. It's it's all politics. And, and you know, one thing that, I'm, I'm moving, that I have completely moved towards is telling folks that to get off the, establish, the establishment tit, you know what I mean? Yep. Stop kissing the establishment and get out of the bed with the establishment and start realizing what's going on for all people, the people who work, the people who actually pay these taxes, whether they be rich or poor. We got to start standing up for what we believe in and start voting on the people that's going to best represent us and know the issues. Educate yourself with the issues and with the offices that you're voting on. And please, this goes out to everybody, please vote on more than just a presidential election because the presidential election ain't the office that affects you the most. Well, you know, let me just say this, and I, I know you're getting ready to close up, but, you know, I remember back when guys like Puff Daddy had this vote or die thing. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't explain to people really how important it was to vote. It was just this gimmick, vote or die. And I'm tired of, you know, Russ Paul and Tom Joyner and these guys having to get up and encourage black people to vote, but not even to look at the issues. You know, it's just go vote, not educate yourself and go vote. You know, because obviously, you, you, the, rest, the 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 Tom Joiners of the world, you already know where they live. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that's important. Don't just tell me to go vote. Educate. Take the time. I, I listen to Tom Joiner, and yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack him. Him and J. Anthony Brown and Civil, they are too old to be laughing all the time on the radio in the morning. They need right. to be trying to impart wisdom to people. But they, you know, they can't even do the Black History Act without laughing to do it, and I wow. think it's ridiculous. Wow. Sonny, uh, damn! I, I don't know how many times I call you Sonny. I apologize. Right. This, this is supposed to be her segment, so that's probably why I got my mind on her. But I, I just found out she's caught up. She's probably in traffic or something, but she's out. But anyway, you know, the show must go on, and we'll get on next week. But, Kelly, any anything you got to say, or is there anything that you would like to say to, you know, folks out there who's listening, who who actually does care, but just don't know how, how to go about, you know, getting involved or, or what may have you? Um, the first thing I would say is if you have access to the Constitution, if you can get it, a lot of times you can order it for free, just read over it, I mean, and take your time reading over it. And then I would encourage people, if if you believe you're a Democrat, if you believe you're a Republican, attend one of your county meetings, do that, yeah. and talk to some people about the type of things that they should understand. You know, the Internet is a wonderful tool for, for you know, for understanding. And, and my thing is, although I'm a Republican, I don't care what you are. Just understand and be able to defend that principle. You right. know, understand it enough to be able to defend it, you know, so that, you know, your vote is not a waste. Your vote is not because, you know, Tom Joyner, you know, told you to go vote and then laughed after, you know. Sure. Uh, you know, Educate yourself. You know, I'm a part of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Yeah. So he he tricked. He, he <laughs> taught himself to read by tricking someone. You know what I'm saying? He pulled a Tom Sawyer. That's how important education was to him. You know, pay it all your mind. Go after it. Um, parents in homes, 
as you learn, teach your kids. You know, especially if, if you're a parent and you're learning something for the first time, something that you wish you had known as a kid, start with your kid and teach them, bring them in with you. You know, so that's what that's what I would say do. Um, and also as far as organizing, just continue to, you know, listen. You have a whole Facebook community. There's some people that think differently. Um, there's some people who think the same way you do. Go on go on um, the radio show's page and, and read some of the comments and link up with the people who have the same mindset that you do, you know, because then you're forming a coalition. I so, like that. Um, so that's my advice. I love that. Shout out to you, Kelly, man. I appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time rocking Thank with you. us. No doubt. Um, moving right along, folks. You know, that was uh, Kelly. I call her Kelly Smoke. You know, Kelly holds it down, man. Look her up. She's on my Facebook page on the things that I posted today. And a lot of the listeners are on the Facebook. A lot of the listeners aren't. Um, if you're not, you know, keep in tune with us. Keep rocking with the show. 619-638-8559 is the number. WMMG, home of the KRP radio show. I need to go to a commercial, but I'm not. I got a bunch of callers, and I promise to get everybody online. I know I won't. There's hundreds of you guys. I apologize. We can only hold 500 people in the queue, so I'm going to get what pops up on the screen. We get 20 at a time on the screen here, so I'm going to get to all you guys. Uh, I'm just going to read these commercials off since I, I don't have time to go into them, but uh, the Autism Society of North Carolina, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, they can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina, www.autismsociety-nc.org. Again, that's www.autismsociety-nc.org. The number is 800-442-2762, the Autism Society of North Carolina. Make sure you give them a call if you're curious about autism or you don't know anything about it and you just want to learn maybe one fact that you can share with somebody else. Again, that's 110 families out of NC. So give them a call and just see if you can learn one fact about it and pass it on to the next person. That would be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Also, shout out to the office, Color Changing USB Hug, the company. If you have numerous computer peripherals in your office, you probably will find yourself constantly plugging in and unplugging cables to swap them out. This hub can help eliminate the problem. It turns a single USB hub port into three, enabling you to triple your number of devices you can connect. Plus, it can carry your laptop around. You have, if you have three peripherals at your desk, plug it into a hub so you can get to your office and you can save time and connect all three of them at one time with a single hub for more convenience. If you have any if you have any questions, make sure you contact RadioShack.com. Shout out to all my people at RadioShack.com. The name of the product is Color Changing USB Hub with Email Launcher. Folks, this is a good buy. It's like one ninety nine. I'm holding one in my hand right now. A dollar ninety nine cents for a USB extension, a hub. You might want to get in on that. So shout out to my people at SoundChew.com. SoundChew is one of the most prolific online. Radio, I'm sorry, <laughs> online music interest today. Soundtrue is one of the best places you can go. If you missed American Idol and you feel like you can sing or maybe you can rap or maybe your mama got some skills or your daddy got some skills or something, give yourself a shout-out, man, and go on to soundchew.com. It's spelled just like it sounds. com. you want to go on there, create you an account, and do one of the things, you know, set up your account and see if you got some skills. The people will vote. They give away a lot of things. and You know, something big. Also, one more um, commercial real quick. I got to give a shout out to my people over there in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you're in the North Carolina area, folks, now this is something B.I.G. right here. Okay, 
This is real huge. I want you guys to listen to this because this is major. And also the CGC, um, I'm sorry, the C4CG, shout out to you guys over there in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm issuing a challenge to all the Tea Party groups out there, to all the Democratic groups out there, the NAACP, the Republican Women's Group, the Men's Group. I'm issuing a challenge to all you guys in Greensboro, North Carolina. They're having a community back-to-school jump-off. This event is available for all kids. Kickball, they're playing kickball, softball, it's free hot dogs, drinks, snacks, school supplies. It's going to be August the 21st. It's going to start at 2 p.m. at Nocho Park, hosted by Rashad and Contessa Woods and Generations Barbershop. If you'd like to donate bottled water, well, scratch the bottled water because KRP going to donate all the cases of bottled water, so we got you on that. So what I want you guys to do is donate school supplies. They have school supplies. Anything can be helpful to this function. Doesn't matter what you send, pencils, paper, binders. But the challenge that I want to issue is book bags. We know a lot of kids go to school and they don't have book bags. I've seen 5 and $10 book bags, probably even catch them on sale for $3. So to each group out there, and I will email you guys individually to make sure that you get this email. If you're in Greensboro, North Carolina, or the greater Greensboro area, my challenge to you guys is to see how many book bags you guys can donate. Whether you got to ask each member for $1 and collectively you purchase the book bags. But I want you guys to actually take these book bags to this event. Do not miss this event. I don't know what you guys got going on. August the 21st, it starts at 2 p.m. My man Rashad and Contessa Woods, you can hit them up at 336 681-7426 or 336-662-7802. Our kids are the future, folks. They are doing this just for the kids. This is the second year they're doing it. I want you guys to bring your kids out. We're going to have a good time. All races are invited. I want everybody to come out. Everybody to come out. Bring a book bag with you. All the groups bring a book bag with you or, you know, get your donations together and see if we can't, you know, issue out a challenge. I'll announce the winner on the show. And, you know, maybe we can do something special for you guys up there, too. I just got an email from uh, Katrina Watkins at Purely Poetic every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. to all you poets out there or you coffee house hoarders and you guys like coffee houses or you like jazz or you like poetry. Here's something that they're doing Wednesday night. Shout out to my man, Act Right, and he is back. And they're going to be talking about issuing a $200 giveaway during the, during the month of August, this Wednesday. On this Wednesday show, 930, purely dash poetic on Blog Talk Radio. All right, so you guys make sure you tune on to that. We'll be playing the commercial here shortly. I want everybody on that show. You can get 200 bucks, man. You guys want to know how to get this money? There you go right there. I'm not telling you to spend, you know, any, any, any of that money on, you know, Rashad and Contessa's event, but, you know, $25 might buy a couple book bags or something. I don't know, you know. But anyway, KRP's got the water to Rashad and Contessa and Generations Barbershop. Make sure you give them a call if you didn't catch it. www.krpradioshow.com. We don't have it on there now. I don't think we have it on there now, but it will be on there during this week. Use the phone number 681-7426 or 662-7802. Area code 336. Rashad and Contessa Woods. Generations Barbershop, you guys want to get involved in that. To anybody out there that want to know how to get in the black community or how to, how to get in tune with the black community or come out and talk to folks and you want to have a good time or you want to do something positive for the kids, maybe you got a couple extra dollars. Maybe it's only $10. $10 will buy two $5 book bags with a little bit of tax. Donate this money, man. Come out, get you a hot dog, get you a drink, and play some kickball, man. It's going to be a great event, no trouble. This is the second annual kickball event, Community Back to School Jump Off. I expect to see you there. We will be there live. So make sure you guys are there in the house. Going back to another caller, 
If you're just logging on to the website, folks, the number is 619-638-8559. I've gotten a lot of emails where callers said, you know what, you guys don't answer the phone enough. So, you know, I had to shut my mouth and take a bunch of callers. And I appreciate everybody rocking with us every Sunday, same time, same place, folks. It might be controversial, but it'll get your mind jar rating. Going to a caller out of the 336-2444. Caller, you on the line with us. Hello? Yo, what's up? P. It's P right here. P, what's up? It's Kev. Oh, what's up, brother? Yeah, it's my brother, Kevin Johnson, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, North Kakalaki, holding it down. What's up, baby? Hey, nothing, man. How you? Hey, man, I'm good, man. Are you good? Because you had an eventful this weekend this week. Man, you, um, I listened to the show, Cleaning Carpets. <laughs> yeah, I caught you at the wrong time, and I, I think I, I recognize your number, so I wanted to get you on here real quick to see if you wanted to weigh in on any of these topics on here. I know you're busy, though, as usual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, man. Uh, what, what was the the topics? Is what welfare and, and and taxes? Yeah, we're talking about welfare and drug testing, man. Is it a good idea, bad idea? Is it right or wrong? Folks are saying that it's against their constitutional rights. How do you feel? I I think that um, that it, it's it's not going to solve the problem. Um, it's it's like trying to solve trying to solve a, a long division problem using only multiplication. It's it's not it's it's not going to happen. The problem is way too complex to just think drug testing is going to do it. I mean, I, I I know that drug testing will eliminate some people from off the system, but it, it won't it won't it won't solve the problem. I mean, it's and it's not like just because they're saying it now they're going to start drug testing people and cut them off. They're going to give them some grace period. Um, you know, so it's it, so now it boils down to individual responsibility. You know, if you if you on welfare and you know that the drug tests are coming and you choose to use drugs. Then <laughs> that's that's a that's the issue. You just gonna have to suffer the consequences on that. <laughs> yes. But, you know, but you know, because they're gonna give you they're gonna give you some time, and you know they might let people slide and all that, just like on probation. I remember I was on probation. My PO was letting me slide time after time, and the way they got the test, they know it's gonna take some time to come out your system. So when they give you the test, they they they, they take a little pee, they drip it on the thing, and it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. That means mm-hmm. the drugs is coming out of your system. So they'll right. give you some time. They'll give you grace periods. It's not just going to be – I don't think that it's just going to just happen and then cut off right away. So people know it's coming. Get prepared for it. And and if you, and if you know it's here and you still continue to use drugs, then, you know, but then what's going to happen when they legalize marijuana? Because most of the people on welfare, they smoke weed. Yeah. So when they legalize it, that's out the window anyway. But one thing I want to say about welfare is that is is that the system – is 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 broken. It's, it's set up wrong um, from the beginning. You know they should have. They you know it's, it's all you know looking at it in hindsight. You know they could have tweaked it and turned it and did some did some other things. But you have to look at some of the people that are on there. My wife, for example, was on the system, and she utilized the system to get two college degrees. Right. Once she got a college degree, she met me. We got married. She got off the system. But you know a, a lot of things boil down to individual responsibility. Sure. Absolutely. Is the is the individual that's on it? What are they going to do? Because opportunities are are there every single day, you know. But it's the it's it's, it's I know I know there's environmental or uh, all different kind of circumstances. But if we take advantage of the opportunities, you know, there's so many people that that got on the system and and have done great things. You know sure. that that while they was on the system, utilizing the system, 
to their advantage. You know, right. if, the, if the if the government's gonna pay all your bills, then don't sit in the house. Go do something to better yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to school for free. You can get free childcare. You can do so much if you utilize the system to better yourself instead of trying to utilize it as a way, um, um, as a support system, as a, as a way of life. Right. You know, that's, well, just, that's you just my my perspective on it. And um, and the taxes, because I know you got because you you got a lot of callers. Mm-hmm. But the tax issue, I think that, you know, in my opinion, I don't think that taxes should be raised on the rich. And the reason why I think that is because when we look at taxes, you're only looking at it, we're only looking at it from one perspective, and we're only looking at it from an income tax standpoint. And if you have the wealthiest 10% of the population paying over 80-something percent of all the income taxes, how much more money do you want them to pay? Now, when we look at it in terms of because that argument keeps coming up with this with this debt ceiling that we're dealing with now, um, that I just saw on CNN that they reached the deal, but they're probably going to finalize it tomorrow. If you raise taxes on these people, it only accounts to $70 billion. Now, $70 billion with an, uh, annually, $70 billion annually, you have an annual budget of $4 trillion. That's like $0.07 cents on $100. That's, what is that really going to do? You got, you got. Um, so if they if they do that, you got, what is it? Three point three trillion, nine hundred, and some odd billion dollars that you have to fill that gap. So you have to deal with spending too. So individually, if if I'm if I know I, like each individual person, that young lady that comes on early in the show and gives those financial tips. Mm-hmm. We have to take that stuff to heart because if we sit down and we and we just take a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, and write income and expenses and see how much we got coming in and then write down how much we got going out and work a budget, then, you know, we'll be able to work it because I know people, like, they have this extreme couponing. These girls, these, these single mothers is going out there, or these married uh, females, they're going out there getting tooth, um, um, tubes of toothpaste for 35 cents. They spend it. They get three hundred dollars worth of groceries for like seventy dollars. We have to look into things like that and sure, say, absolutely. okay, this is what I got. This is what I got to work with. Let me go work this right here, you know, because there's a lot of things out there. Then the loopholes that the rich get, we can benefit from some of that. But it's just the fact that we're not educated on on a lot of this stuff. We're not exposed to a lot of this stuff. Now I know that I'm I'm ignorant to a lot of these things, but the more I get involved with politics and I meet certain types of people and they put me on the game. You know, if I take if I if, if if I take a little bit of money and I go get a um and I do certain type of investments, that's all tax free. If I if, if I donate money to certain things, I write that off at the end of the year. If if we do things like that throughout the end of the throughout the year, then we're gonna come out on the other end. But it's just that, you know, I know like me, I don't have a lot of disposable income. But the the income that I do have, I try to utilize it in that way. If I'm, I'll talk to a rich person to see how they got there, and then I'll try to do a little things like that to try to better myself, put myself in a better financial position. But just 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 taking from somebody, if you take something from Warren Buffett, how's that going to benefit me? It's not. It's not. It's not going to benefit me at all. So I can't look at them. And 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 say okay, tax them, and that's gonna solve my problems because it's not. I gotta solve my problems. Me and the circle of people that I'm around, you know, that's how my problems are gonna get solved. Like me and you, Pete, we rock together, 
You know what I mean? We help each other with certain things. You know, we talk, we share information. Sure. And that's helpful. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's 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 my that's my two cents, man. If if it's worth anything on, I, on, those, I, on those two issues. I think it's worth a lot, man. And that you know that's something important that you said too, Kev. That and I always say, man, that you know the the problem is broke, man. That the whole system is broke in the first place. The welfare system is definitely broke. Um, just how it's structured. You know, the the way it's put, folks can be on welfare for all their life, and then their kids can grow up, and they're going to do what they know. And what do they know? They're going to get on welfare, too. You better go on down there and get your house, get that check, and then you're stuck because you, there's not much growth. Now, like you said, it's an individual thing. You know, like your wife is really the exception and should be the person that, you know, should one of, one of the people at least that should be really put out forward, out front to say, hey, it is possible to do it. Here's how she did it. But that's not going on. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of hoopla, yeah. man. It, it's a lot of political circus, you know, circus act theatrics that's going on. It is, man. You got you got the people, you got the people that, 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 write, that write in the laws that never even been on welfare. So how do you know what it feels like to and, and, and coming from that perspective? You got you got a bunch of matter of fact, these politicians don't even write the bills. They right. they got lawyers that write like if you go down to the General Assembly down here at, at, and that's one thing, P, that I wanna do with with and I'm gonna put it out there so we have to do it. KRP, Frederick Douglass Foundation, we're gonna organize a legislative day. Well we go down there because we gotta get educated on what's going on with these bills. Let's say I'm 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 legislative A from Durham, and 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 I say I want to create a bill, or or so I, I come up with an idea. They have a whole department that writes the bill. They don't even write the bill. That's right. Now if they do that, if they do that on the state level, what are they doing on the federal level? These people are writing and creating laws that they don't even read. They get cliff notes on it. You know, they get the Wikipedia version of a four thousand page bill that they get summed up in 10 pages. And then when I was um, down there in Raleigh working on the Women's Right to Know bill, oh, yeah. I was talking to I was, this bill. Listen, y'all, this bill was six pages long, and I was talking to state legislators that was voting on this bill that didn't even read the bill, and they told me themselves that they didn't read the bill because they have too much stuff to read. Wow. Now, these type of people is writing the, the – the, these people are dealing with the welfare. These people are dealing with the debt ceiling. These people are dealing with so much of our pieces of legislation. And like Kelly said, the fair tax compared to the regular tax code that, that, that people that politicians don't even understand because they got because lawyers wrote it, like with the health care bill. Yeah. The the um the health care bill, it's not gonna be the, 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 the congressman and women or the or the White House that oversees this. It's gonna be the IRS because the the, the IRS and lawyers, because the politicians don't even know what's in it, they can't even interpret the bill that they wrote, no. that they said they wrote. You know, so when it comes to this welfare thing, man, I, I just think that, I just think that they need to get more involved. They need to get more input from people that have been on the system. They need to, you know, politicians. The General Assembly, North Carolina, every Friday they're supposed to be in the community. Every Friday, people. that's right. That's every in the job description, Friday. folks. Yep, every single Friday, your 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 state senator and your and your and, and the House of Representative member is supposed to be in the community talking to the people. We they need to hear from us on what they on, on what should be put in the bill. Because how you gonna have if the General Assembly pays North Carolina General Assembly pays somebody thirteen thousand dollars a year 
that's not going to be the average the, or, or the common folk that serve in the General Assembly. <laughs> it's only no way. two people. It's only for a rich person or a retired person. Absolutely. That's now, right. If you're rich or you're retired, you can, you can, that, that little $13,000 helps supplement whatever you already getting or what you already got. So how many of them has been on welfare? Mm. How many of them are on welfare? How, how many are on welfare? That's right. How many are on welfare? And these are the people that write up bills. These are the people that write up bills. A guy that's worth $60 million can't tell me nothing about being on welfare. Wow. For one, if they've never been on it or they don't, or they, or they just talk to people, say, yeah, I talked to such and such. Who who was who was on the system, and she told me that you know, come on man, knock it off. You don't know how it feels. How have you ever been in the community and felt the despair, the, the sense of hopelessness that a lot of these single mothers got because of the father that that don't want to take care of their kids and they don't have transportation and and so on and so forth. How many of them know about these stories? They don't, and that's our job, y'all. That that's something that Miss. <laughs> Shout out to FDF. I mean, no doubt it's real. You know, like Miss Thunderbird said in in uh, in Washington, she says, you know, she had money. She actually moved out of her house and moved into the lower, um, poor neighborhoods, and you know, so she could you know feel what people were saying, and that way she was able to go to China and tell the folks in China, you know, here's what your here's what's headed for you guys. You know, here's what's coming up for you guys. And, um, you know, if our legislators are not in the neighborhoods, and, and this is something I've been saying, Kev, since the beginning of the show, we do not see our legislators in the neighborhoods until it's time to kiss babies, shake hands, and take votes. And I'm yes. absolutely sick of that. It, no, I don't take a party side. I could care less about a Democrat, and I could care less about a Republican, and I love them both. And, and that's just the truth, man. But when it comes to taking care of the people, the people aren't taken care of. And when I say the people, I'm talking about most likely the tax-paying middle-class people, the working-class people, the people that are, that are living check-to-check, check, the people got a little bit in the bank and that aren't making a lot of money, that's trying to get to the level where they can make a lot of money. These people aren't managed. These people are left alone. You got far left and you got far right. You know what I mean? And there's a whole lot of people in the middle, and the middle-ground people aren't really managed. They aren't paid attention to. And it's just not working, man, and it's showing its true colors today. And, you know, the crazy part, P, is that, you know, we're we talking about legislative days and, and we talked about doing things in the community, you know, renting out a community center, getting the representative down there so we can come ask some questions. I bet you if we do that, how, how many people you think going to show up? That's, I think the, we... that's, the other, that's the other end of the story. That's yeah. the other part of the story is yeah. that when people do these type of things, I've been to events where the state legislators are there, and even congressional ones are there in the community at a church, and you have three people show up. Yeah. Three people show up. And 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 it, we got to come out in numbers. And, and it's fake outrage. Huh? It's, it's fake outrage, man. That's, that's what it is, and that, that's what I'm sick of, and that's part of the reason why I do this show. The fake outrage are the ones that's crying the loudest, like like Kev said, the ones that really don't know what's going on, talking out and crying most. And you know what, man? I, I understand everybody wants to have a talking point. I get that, man. But I'm only doing this show so we all can be not left out. So we can have a true uh, uh, account of what's really going on that's not biased based off opinion whatsoever. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't, if I wasn't criticized for talking about George Bush, I don't see why I should be criticized for talking about Barack Obama. They're both politicians. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, both politicians that, that, that are driven by agenda, 
They have their they have their group of people like you talked about. Obama got Soros, Bush got the oil people. You know, every president got a money man, and 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 they money man is and and the people that's behind them are directing them. They 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 have handlers, you know that 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 steer them in certain direction certain certain directions or ways to do certain things. They have a target market just like a business. Politics is 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 big business. Because these people, in order for them to get reelected, they need money. They need money for votes. They need money to, for, to, to pay for TV ads. They need money to pay for, for media. They need money to pay for staff. So they're going go, to go and talk to the people and tell them what they want to hear to get that money so they can pay for whatever they need, whatever they need to pay for. And, and name a politician that, that's not, that doesn't run like that. I don't think I think people will be hard pressed to find somebody like that. Somebody's beholden to somebody because somebody's cutting big checks. Yeah, somebody's like definitely cutting big checks. name? Like I told you about that guy that had that fundraiser that that raised five hundred thousand dollars in a matter of hours. Mm. Yeah, but he owes some favors if he get elected. You better believe it. you're gonna pay those favors, man. It's, it's no different than boosters in sports. I mean, man, money makes the world go round, unfortunately, but. You know, as the people in the middle who who we want justice, we got to do better knowing the issues so we can attack and we can hold our legislators accountable and we can know what we're talk- talking about and give up. That's the only way to solve it, folks. Yep, get involved, get involved. Kev, you got any yeah, shout-outs? I, I, nah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always shout-out to FDS. Shout-out to UP. Kelly Smoke, Miss America right there. <laughs> shout-out to her. Shout no out doubt. Shout-out to Sonny Johnson. Yeah, shout out to the crew, man. Full Negro dialect, Liberalville. We coming for you. Yeah, yeah that's all I got. Look out say. for Liberalville. We coming. Oh, you on Twitter. Yeah, Appreciate Liberalville. We coming for coming you. On. you. Know it. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. It's a love, man. We going to the commercial here in a sec. Shout out to Kevin Dane's Judges Douglas Foundation. Shout out Lavanda. I'm Douglas Foundation, folks. You know, something special, man. And when we come right back, we can go to a call here in a sec. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down for purely poetic late night mic poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic.
your heat messing up in this winter? Is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves? Are you cold and you got to put on a Snuggie in the house? That's not comfortable. No, it's not comfortable. Are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies? Are they pink? You're scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on and as cold as it is inside as it is outside? Well, I'll tell you what you do. If you're looking for a friend, contact Riley Heating and Cooling. If your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336-263-5111, and you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. I hope y'all love me. Despite of what I'm saying, y'all got to love me, man. I love y'all. That's why we do the show. <laughs> Find a lot of people out there that don't love me right now, but I still love you. That's what it is, man. Shout out to everybody listening to the KIRP Radio Show, BMMG, home of the KIRP Radio Show. 160 plus thousand strong listeners, man, and I love each and every one of you guys. God's love to you. I speak to you. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. If you're just logging on, we're about to close the show here shortly in about 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so. And uh, I'm going to take a couple of more callers. I'm definitely going to take one more call. Um, my man Joel King on the queue. But before we go to Joel, i got to go to some email, a little bit of email. Um, just some folks that's logging on to our Facebook site. If you're new to the Facebook, make sure you hit us up, facebook.com. Please like page. Facebook.com slash K-I-R-P radio show. Um, you know, like the page. Let us know you came through. Let us know you listen to the show. I appreciate it. And I'll try to get your comments on or, or we'll talk about offline when the show is not on the air. 
You know, that's what we do. We try to keep the topics throughout the week. We talk about a lot of things. Some folks say controversial. I say informational. You take it for what it's worth. Also, you can hit up on Twitter at symbol K-I-R-P Radio Show. If you're on Twitter, make sure you add us. We'll definitely add you back. We'll see you back. Follow me on Twitter at symbol NCPG. We can talk about some things, maybe some events. If you're an author or maybe you got some things that you want to say, and you know, the show, we talk about it. This show is formatted for all people we've had congressional members or, or uh, folks running for Congress and all the way down. I mean, Senate, whatever. Don't matter where you are, don't matter walk of life, we definitely have you on the show. You can be a regular worker, nine to five work, don't matter to me, 10 to 10, noon to eight, whatever it is. You know, whatever you do, we'll definitely have you on the show and have you share some of your thoughts with us. And, you know, I rock with everybody, and that's just a part of it. But anyway, go to some email really quick. Mr. Dave says, thanks for for the bug for our NAD group with a smiley face. I appreciate it, Major Dave. He also goes on to say, remember, welfare itself is not right. Just like Medicare, the tour start, if it were, it would not have it would not take them from the seventeenth until now to be recognized. There would would have been a doctor on board every covered wagon headed west. So he's talking a little bit about the uh Medical bill, you know, and uh, I, I agree with you there, Major Day. Man, I don't appreciate the bill for how it was introduced. I, I think it's a really overextended this country. I think we already had a form of medical help. This is the greatest country in the world, and I, and I think that we can afford to help people. Um, but in a nutshell, I think that we already do. There's no emergency room that you can go in and not get help from. Now, I'm not saying flood the emergency room or, or you know, or not. But, you know, I can't help but bring the fact that we already have free clinics. We already have ER that won't turn you down, that will help you. Now, if you need extensive care, I feel like you should be for that extensive care. If it's life-threatening, you can get assistance. I don't I don't see what we need. It's some sort of mandate that's going to change the whole test code. It's going to change the form of this country from a bill that was introduced. But anyway, that's my thoughts. It's not about me. Email on the Rachel. Shout out to ECU, baby. ECU grad. Acting graduate school, I'm not mistaken. I believe she's in uh, medical school right now. I might be wrong, but I know she said that. So shout out to you doing B.I.G. things out there. Absolutely love all my college students, man, all my grad students and everybody. So shout out to ECU. Rochelle going to say this. I think if a person is on welfare getting any type of help from the government, yes, it's not a bad idea for them to be subject to drug tests. I'm not saying they should, but it's not such a bad thing if they shouldn't. See, see it like this. The same $5 you spend on a bag, you can go to a grocery store and get a loaf of bread and some sandwich meat to feed your kids for a few days. I agree with that. And when she said $5 for a bag for you folks that don't, you know, maybe you never smoke that, never smoke weed, never smoke that Kevaceptiva. <laughs> She's talking about a bag of marijuana. So anyway, um, she goes on to say, fool for for a few days, um, blunt for a few hours tomorrow. She goes on to say, which should be the personal pick, um, which should be the personal pick with a question mark. If they can afford to waste money on drugs, they really need any extra help? I agree with that. If you can afford to waste money on drugs, they really need any additional help helping you throughout the day. I don't know, but I'm up for the drug test. Um, that's the couple two that I can read right now, man. We we run in on the show. I got people waiting on the line. I try to get to these people. Go on over to Wilson and see my man Joel is on the Joel, you on the line with my brother. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, T. Um 
Yeah, the uh, audio is kind of uh, in and out, so I just want to make sure. Can you hear me all right? Oh, yeah, I can hear you great. I don't know what's going on with it, but I can, I can hear okay. you great. It's probably, it's probably my iPhone. Uh, you know, products, I guess. But, yeah, I just wanted to uh, call in and uh, and have a conversation with you. Let's do it. How, how you been, first of all? I haven't heard you in a while. I was supposed to get down there to see you with um, M. Johnson. Shout out to M. Johnson, Frederick Douglass Foundation Chairman. I was supposed to get out there, and I found that I lost my wallet about 10 minutes before it's time to leave, and I still haven't found it. But what can I say, man? I understand. I understand. Well, stuff happens. Um, well, and we look forward to working with you guys uh, even further. I mean, having you guys down a couple months ago um, for that race relations forum um, was was incredible um, and amazing, um, the synergy between the Frederick Douglass Foundation um, and, and the other groups. You know, it was just such an understanding after it was all said and done. I mean, I, I have to probably, full disclosure, just make it plain to your listeners that I am a Tea Party organizer in Wilson County. Um, mm-hmm. But what's so funny is that after it was all said and done, and you probably remember this yourself, but when it was all said and done, uh, those who had formerly hated my guts because they believed what the media said instead of actually getting to know me as a human, human being, as an individual, came up to me afterwards, and they came up to Tim, and they, and they said, you know what, I have to apologize. I believed what the media was saying. You guys aren't racists. We see the life. We see the life. Of, we see the life of Christ in your eyes. We feel love coming from you, um, and your hugs are genuine. Your yeah. your hearts are genuine, and it was just it was incredible. So um, I hope we can have more experiences like that, and you know, really get to know one another. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of us because. We just can't continue to believe everything we're being told. And, uh, you know, Paul the Apostle said we can't know each other. We should not know each other after the flesh, but after the spirit. And mm. I really believe that that's, that's important for us now is that we really, before we start throwing darts, you know, from the liberals to the conservatives and vice versa, from the um, social justice people to the Tea Party and vice versa, which I haven't heard any Tea Partiers throwing any slurs at anyone. Um, right. We're just we just show up, and uh, but instead of throwing slurs, let's let's sit down and have some coffee. Let's uh, let's get to know one another, and then after it's all said and done, after you've looked into my eyes, you've seen my soul, you've heard my heart, you've heard our heart. After I've heard, you know, their heart. I guarantee 99.9% of the time we're all going to be like, wow. Yeah. It's a, revela- it's a revelation. And uh, so I appreciate everything you're doing, Pudge, because it's, I mean, this awareness that you've been talking about all night long has just been, that that's the key. And a lot of people, they're not paying attention. Um, they're, they're watching snippets of Chris Matthews, Rachel Maddow, um, you know, and they're and they're thinking, okay, well, I, I've watched it, so I'm fully informed now, and it's just not so. Um, <laughs> no, they really need, they need to they need to look at the numbers. They need to look at the entire spectrum of the media and get a balanced pr- approach. 
But, you know, we really are not going to know what we're talking about until we know history. I'm a, I'm a history buff. I'm also sure. a history major. And and I, I don't know how anybody can, can understand what's going on in this country until they understand American history, until they understand international world history. That, um, that's that's something it, I started out on the show, Joel, is, is when I first started the show, you know, we we talked about the tradition of Thanksgiving and what the real truth what, what must have been like um, from your eyes, not from the books, actually from your eyes, you know, what really probably on it, and no one knows. But uh, and through that, you know, I started talking about the Republican Party and uh, what they've done for black folks because it's a big mix, a, a huge misconception about what the Republican Party stands for and what they do. Now, talking about the format, the foundation of the party, okay. I'm not talking about the people that are involved in the party because there are people that are involved in all sorts of parties that just aren't right. There's people in the church that aren't right. So I'm talking about the actual format of, of the foundation of Republican principles for which they stand, you know. So yes. like you said, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of history, man, that's ugly, Joe, that a lot of people just don't want to hear. They refuse to accept it. And you know, that's why I'm here, man, to put that information out there, put a bug in your ear, and, and nag you and bug you to death until you look it up yourself and go, is this guy lying? You know what I mean? It, it, what, is, what is he talking about? Is he really telling the truth or is he just trying to pull one over my eyes? So I feel like what we've done on this show is uh, help educate people and bring them to a, a whole different point in life where they can evaluate things a lot clearer than what they did before they listened to the show. At least I hope that way. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing that you say that you, you stand for is to have a cup of coffee. Let's sit down and talk, talk because, you know, just look at somebody and jump in before a conversation. You really don't know who they are and what they're for. He could be the meanest-looking person in the world, but we sit down and you like, this guy's a teddy bear, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, sitting down um, with you and, and with Kevin and with uh, Tim Johnson and Police, Perry Pete, all of which I just want to give you guys the, the highest honors. Um, I, you talked about shout outs. I, I, wanna, I want to um, honor all of you in the Frederick Douglass Foundation for what you're doing. Not for standing up for a party, because that's not what you guys are doing. You're not standing up for personalities. You're stand, standing up for values and principles. And those are the same values and principles that I believe um, everyone believes in, even the liberals, even the social justice progressives. In the end, even mm -hmm. Woodrow Wilson believed in these values and principles, but because of political agendas, <laughs> because of the party, because of money, he caved. He wasn't a man of principle when it came to holding his own principles. We call it integrity. Um, and so, you know, in the end, we all have to Kind of like with this whole budget crisis issue, the debt, the debt crisis. In the end, we all have to make amends for our financial irresponsibility. Sure. And we all we all have to spend within our limits. You know, there are some people out there they're racking up credit cards, and um, those people don't have my pity. Um, you know, I, you know, you talk about people being on welfare. My wife and I have been on. Food stamps. We've been on WIC. We've been on uh, Medicaid. Um, we've been on. Uh, right now, I'm on. I'm on unemployment because I lost my job last year, and I'm going to school right now on Pell grants mm -hmm. to make make something 
better of myself instead of just tolerating a job. I'm wanting to do something that I love, which is teaching history. And uh, so I understand what it's like to be, you know, dependent. Um, but in the end, um, unlike that movie Precious that Oprah put out, some people actually are interested in becoming independent, self-reliant, self-governing. They're interested in hard work, personal mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that. I, I believe that the some people just believe that the whole human race is going to hell. They're all bad. Now I believe that man is in, is inherently good because he was created in the image of his maker, and it is it is the influences of this world that get in and begin to entice people that there's a better way, and that is government handouts. It's the government tit. You know, just pull up the bar stool and suck, and you'll get what you need in due time. And it's just like I was telling someone recently, you know, this whole thing about, you know, when Obama was was brought into office, a lot of people were saying, um, especially this one woman at Invesco Field when he was, when he received the, um, when he, you know, was a victory speech when he said, hey, I, you know, thank you for electing me. She says, it's just okay. wonderful. I'm not going to have to pay for, pay for gas. I'm not going to have to pay for my mortgage anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, this other, this other guy said, it's, it's like Christmas. I'm not going to, you know, it's like health care is going to be free. And it's great. This is, it's Christmas time. It's Santa Claus. And it's, it's, it's a sickness. And it makes me sad because, you know, I think about all that God has put in, his, in a human being. He's put so much potential. And more than likely, you know, in the black community, it's very spiritual. It they're is. They're far, far more spiritual than whites. Uh, the white community and any other community, for that matter, maybe even not necessarily the Hispanic, which is predominantly Catholic. Mm-hmm. But how can we go to church and raise our hands and worship God and say, "I trust you. I put my faith in you." And then, out of the other side of our mouth, we're saying, "We need government to take care of us." <laughs> um, it just—it's a—it's a hypocrisy on a whole other level. And and I believe that Hello. I think I might have lost you, Joe, but I, you know what? Just just in response to what you're saying, how can how can we actually go? You know, how can we go to church and how can we you know raise our hands to you know speaking on speaking on the black community? I I don't I don't get it either. Okay, because you know one of my soapbox pillars are uh, abortion, and uh, I, I guess everybody that knows me know. I don't. I, I've given up arguing choice. You know what I mean. I've given up arguing choice because choice is something that's God given. That's something that we will always have. That's something that no one can take away from you but yourself. Uh, as long as you're an able body with the, with an able mind, you can decide to take your life at any given time, and that's something that's God given. You know, you can decide to live on, or you can decide to die. So you can't argue choice with anybody. And I know a lot of people feel strongly about the abortion topic, but for where I stand and for what I believe, man, I, I believe in Christ, okay? Just to all the listeners out there, I just want you guys to know that there's no knock to you. I believe, you know, I, I, I feel that what I believe is right, and me believing in Christ is just the way that I go. Um, I can't see anything negative about that. You know, a lot of folks will make up things and, or they'll they'll bring you know forward things that just don't 
seem like, you know, Christ is the way to go, but I believe in Christ. And, you know, furthermore, you know, me had, I voted for the president. I voted for President Obama. I didn't vote for him because he was black. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the heck out of that fact that we had a black man running for president or, or a so-called black man for that matter. Um, but I voted because I thought that at the time for whom we had running, uh, you know, I looked at America as, as if it was my country. I'm sorry, as if it was my job or it was my, my company that I built up. Who would I hire to run my company? And he seemed far more intelligent to be that man that I would hire as my CEO. Now, that's just on the surface. And that's that's the problem with politics, man. When you look at things from the surface, and and that's the problem with moving off of emotions. When you look at things from the surface, they look so bright and so clear and so nice. But when you start digging deep, like you should do in religion, when you start digging deep about Christ, and you start digging deep about what I believe, you find that it's something greater than just the surface. It's a more spiritual thing. There's a personal thing about that. Well, when you start digging deep in some of the politics, you find that they are who they say they are. Like, I couldn't vote for a person who felt that strongly and, and was supporting abortion. You know, the president supports that. That's something that I will always disagree with. That, that's the reason alone for me not to support him. A lot of people don't even know that. So, you know, one of the things that, and I guess we got show back. Okay, we got show back. We're going to queue him up in just a second. But I just want to say this. I guess a, a huge part of it that out of people pay attention to detail. And then, you know, you turn almost hypocritical to or you turn the blind eye to the things that are right before you. I mean, he's made, he's made several speeches saying that, you know, he supports Planned Parenthood and he supports, you know, donating money to this organization and, you know, they they kill babies. You know, it is what it is. Now you might not like that, but you I, I feel like you should ask yourself this. Now if you believe in God, all right? And and you consider yourself or pass it. Cue Joel up if you would. Okay. Hey, uh, okay, Joel, yeah, we got you back. But I, I was just gonna say, okay. if you believe in Christ and that's your walk of life, I don't see how in the world you can you can agree with abortion and you can support any organization or any person who speaks so proudly and distinctly uh, for abortion. You know, and that, that's just that's a small thing. That's that's just a soapbox of mine. That that's one distinct thing reason that I don't agree with the president but you know off that I'm sorry Joe we, we got you back on the line I was you know speaking from my heart you know oh that's fine that's fine I, I'm sorry I, I lost you there I don't know what's going on my connection is bad but um the uh you know you're you're hitting it I mean you're hitting the, the core issue and that is where where do we really stand I mean what do we really believe why do we believe what we believe now everybody knows what they believe but do they even know why? You know, and when when I get, you know, you, you've heard of George Barna. Um, I have. He does, Barna, he does Barna statistics. He's the largest Christian statistician in the world. Mm-hmm. And he came out with this statistic that only 9% of Christians, uh, I'm sorry, of Americans have a biblical worldview. Only 9%. And when you consider that the majority of Americans, the vast majority of Americans are self-proclaimed Christians. Christians, that's right. Then I have a problem. You know, why do only 9% have a biblical worldview? And, and, and here's the definition of a biblical worldview. The Bible is their glass. It is their glasses. It is the framework. It is the grid 
through which they see the world and they define and they explain and they understand and they stand on certain issues or against other issues. It is it is their framework and it is their paradigm, it's their mindset. And when we have a belief that is against uh, our faith, um, the question is, are we really true to our faith? You know, when we look at an issue, do we then say, hey, you know what, I'm, instead of going to the media, instead of going to the universities, instead of going to my pastor, instead of, I'm going to go to the Word specifically, and I'm going to study to show myself approved to God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. That's uh-huh. all said. And when we do that, it will change the way we look at things. I mean, I, w- I was studying this recently in American history that our Constitution was written on the basis of predominantly the book of Deuteronomy and, and secondarily the book of Leviticus, which is the law of Moses. And when we don't consider that, then we start looking at the people that are saying that the Constitution is irrelevant. Mm. And then we begin to so, and then we just go along with it. Instead of saying, you know what, is the Bible irrelevant? Is that, I mean, it's an outdated document. I mean, if, if we're going to use that same line of reasoning, the Constitution is an old document, it's 225 plus years old. So let's just—it's outdated. Let's let's flush it down the toilet. Get rid and of. We need to do the same. Do the same with the Bible. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to use that same line of reasoning, um, and if you really believe what you believe, then uh, then show me. You know, and that's where I get a lot of people very upset with me, is when I begin to say, show me. Why do you believe this? Show me this in the scripture. Show me this in history. You know, show me where. I mean, there's a book that's out right now called God versus Socialism. Wow. And if every Christian, if every Christian would read this book, I mean, it would explain biblically why socialism is not just bad. Biblically, it's demonic. But you know, people don't people don't want to study to show themselves approved to God. They want to go along with what's comfortable. You know, even the Pope made it very clear that when the government begins to play God, that is demonic. And that's what government is doing. And our government has grown thanks to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Teddy, Will- Teddy-, Teddy Roosevelt, um, you know, Woodrow Wilson, even starting back to Andrew Jackson, who was a progressive. He, he grew the deficit massively. Yeah. And he was a bully. You know, and then you have, you know, people like George W. Bush, who, I mean, ridiculous. He's not... For me, I don't consider George W. Bush to be a Republican. He's a he's a rhino. He's like John McCain. He's like, you know, I think I think even John Boehner. John Boehner's a dinosaur. He needs to get out. Um, and as a Tea Party, I agree with, you know, Jenny Beth Martin and the Tea Party Patriots that he needs to be out because he's been in there too long. He's lost. He's lost his mind. I'm sorry, he has. He's just lost his mind about being a leader, and being being principled. You know, and if, and let me just say, if your principles lead you into the belly of the beast, I'd rather be in the belly of the beast standing for what I believe than sitting on a throne because I compromise. You know, I'd rather stick to my values and it, and you know what, it's not politically expedient. You know, we have to compromise. We have to work together. Well, Marco Rubio made it very clear. If my house is burning down, you either save it or you don't. There is no compromise. And our, our, our whole state 
Our whole country is burning to the ground. This bill that the House and the Senate have Senate. agreed upon, it's not, it's not helping. It's not going to help. It's going to delay the inevitable. It's going to kick the can down the road, and it's not going to fix the problem. It's not going to fix the root problem, and that's because we have gone away from biblical principles regarding fiscal responsibility. I no. think it's going to make it worse, Joe. I, I, I personally, looking into it, I, you know, me and my wife are talking about it. I, I think it's going to make it worse because it, it's no different yeah. than a bill, a household bill. If you put something, if you put a credit card bill off, let's just bring it into real terms. If you put a credit yeah. card bill off, you're going to have late payments and you're going to have interest. This is the American debt. This is this country's debt. It is putting it off for a little while longer. You're delaying it, and when it comes back around again, the country's going to be worse off as is, as status quo, and then we're going to have interest on top of the money that we already owe, and there's going to be nowhere to get it from. I just, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't see where any of these, any of these th events that's taking place is really going to help this country. Um, personally, I think the country is suffering. I think we are broke, you know, personally. I don't, I don't think it's a gimmick. I think we are broke. Hello, Joe. So I, I, you know, I don't know if I'm losing you. Sound like you? I just lost you again. But you know, it's time to close the show. Anyway, you know, um, I got about eight minutes to go. I'm gonna go to another commercial here, and then I'm gonna come back and close up the show and give my final thoughts. But you know, additional to what Joe, what Joe was just saying here, is that you know, Boehner has it wrong. The Obama administration has it wrong. They didn't even introduce a bill. Joe, you're back with us. Yes, sir. And I, I know you're you're doing your closing thoughts. And I I just wanted to tell you I love you. And uh, I am so sorry. I don't know what's going on with technology these days. It's not really helping a whole lot. But uh, I I apologize for the inconvenience it's caused for your show. It's no inconvenience, brother. You you rocking with us, man. We got love for you. You know that. So we don't have a problem at all. You know we keep going. Well, I love you too, brother. I love you too. All right, give your wife my best, man, and I'll, I'll see you soon. Um, I, right now in September, I'm organizing a, a feed the homeless drive or feed the needy drive. So I'm getting different people to cook this and that, and we're just gonna all put it together, and uh, we're gonna come down there and feed whoever needs to be fed, brother. So I'll, I'll contact you on that and let you know when the date is, and, and hope to see you there soon. Well, we would love to serve with you, and uh, and anything we can do. Um, to serve our whole community, black, white, pink, yellow. Um, They're all precious in his sight, and we want to stand there with you and, uh, and you know, put our money where our mouth is, put some sweat equity into this thing instead of just talking about it. And uh, we're with That's you, right. brother. We're with you. Our prayers are with you. And, and also send our love to your wife as well. Will do, my brother. She's listening in. I appreciate you rocking with us. And that's what it is, folks, man. You make relationships and you do some things that's positive for regular folks, man. You know, that that's what we do. Do we need a commercial? All right, I'm going to go ahead and just, just keep running the show. That's that's what we need to do. You know, we try to look out for regular folks. We have this show to introduce new ideas and so folks can really sit down and we can really kick it about what we believe to be right and and maybe give you some, some things that you can research and you can go back to and that you can look up and, you know, find out for yourself. Were they right? Were they wrong? Um, you know, who was telling the truth? Who wasn't telling the truth? Okay, I see where they got this from. There's a lot of different ideas out there. And I, I just want to say this to, to all the listeners out there. I don't want 
folks to to if you're listening to this show, here's something that that to me is very important. Don't take what I'm saying as law. You know what I mean? I I want you guys to read and research it. Take little notes. Um, you know, write down what we're saying and and look it up for yourself. You know, I always say Google is a man's best friend right now because we don't even not even in college do they ask you to actually uh, uh show an index for your research papers. They actually just say, you know, give us a uh, uh the links to where you looked up your paper. So, you know, Google is a man's best friend when it comes to researching things and, and don't go to the first thing you see. But if you got to go to the library and, you know, pull out some books, man, and, and really find out what's going on around you. Because everything that seems a certain way is not a certain way. You know, when it when it comes to a presidential race, don't always vote for the person that look like you. Don't vote for the person that sounds like what you think it should sound like. You know, vote for the person who's speaking on the issues for what they stand for and, and who has plans to try to fix some of these issues. And, and I, I admit, I thought that's what I was doing. I, I was dead wrong. So what I found out is that it's more than just an emotional thing. You should actually take the time and 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 dig deeper into that person and see what who they are, where did they come from? Because a lot of people that talk like you and sound like you don't come from what you may like, you know. And, and when it comes to a color, you know, as black people, we like to, you know, we like to uplift our own, especially when it comes to a, a, a political thing or a public thing. But when it comes to individual lives and and what happens in our own life and what happens at home. You know, we don't uplift each other. We don't tell each other, you know, go ahead, man, I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing or keep going or, hey, if you need this, I got your back and, you know, et cetera. I don't understand the difference of the two. I, we, we, What we need to do is start paying more attention to our neighborhoods, our community. Start speaking to your neighbor. Start speaking to folks when you go to the supermarket. Say hello. You know, how you doing? Have a good day. I mean, very small things make a huge difference, I believe, and, and that's how I try to lead my life. I'm not perfect, y'all. I don't proclaim perfect. I don't try to be perfect. What I do is I shoot for perfection. You know what I mean? And that's just what it is. You just, you know, you just got to put some effort forward to effort forward to what you feel is right. And, uh, you know, that's why we're here to help folks along the way, man. WMMG home of the KRP radio show. I hope you guys listen to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We took more calls than we ever take on the show. And uh, that's something we're going to try to get, you know, get used to doing or, or start doing more is, uh, you know, taking more callers for the show and, you know, showing more love and let, letting the people really speak about what they're talking about. A lot of times I don't have two folks, but when you call in the show, Make sure you hit that one, the number 619-638-8559. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at symbol KIRP Radio Show or at symbol NC Pudgy, and that's me. Make sure you add us. Make sure you comment. Again, go to the Facebook page, man. Leave your comments there. Like the page. Turn somebody else on. And there's another thing that I've, that I've started. It's called I Love Being a Black Father, and I think it's very important I think it's extremely important that black fathers and all fathers for that that matter, but I think it's very important for black fathers because we've been identified as deadbeats, as no good, as baby daddies. And I think it's very important that we play a a, a huge role, a monumental role in our 
lives and that we continue to do what we can do because I know that all black fathers aren't bad. I know we all aren't deadbeats, but it's like we got to show the world. And a lot of times we go, hey, I don't care what somebody thinks, but on this one, I think we need to care about what society thinks. I think we need to show and prove. Okay, so I love being a black father. Look us up on Facebook. It's a campaign. It's not a page. It's a campaign. So we're trying to get folks together, and we're trying to organize something special. Shout out to everybody who listened to the show. Also, man, Rod Everest. Shout out to Rod Everest, man. He's doing a great thing. His movement is called Kingdom Work. He's having an all-white Christian affair Friday, September 9th. Ticket-only event, $10, folks. $10. For all you Christians out there who say, I got nothing to do, I want to get out, they're starting at... um, they're starting to move, so make sure you get your tickets. Uh, Easy G Photos will be there. Gospel music mixed by DJ Uncle Mike. Live entertainment, live recording for the Kingdom Work, DD, and food will be catered. This is for the grown and godly. Forget the grown and sexy. This is for the grown and godly. So if you come save, you're going to leave save. Uh, my man Rod Everett said, don't worry, it's not that type of party. So make sure he sees you there. So make sure you guys get out there. Look up Rod Everett's R-O-D. Space Edwards on Facebook, and you can learn more about it. Out of here. Thanks for listening, man. Same time, same place. Next Sunday, we're going to do it again. I appreciate you guys coming through, and one love, man. Make sure you hit us back.